Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com. Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com. Progressive is proud to honor our veterans by donating vehicles to move their lives forward, especially in times of need. This year celebrates eight years and more than 750 vehicles donated. Learn more about their Keys to Progress program and plans for 2020 at keystoprogress.com. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Raiders! Oakland, L.A., Oakland, Vegas, Raider Nation, wherever, forever! You got your old Uncle Mosh and Raiders fan radio from Murph's Man Cave, taking a lighter journey into the dark side. Sit back, put your feet up, pop a top, and enjoy the ride! Here we go! your old buddy Murph back once again for what we hope to be a fantastic episode of Raiders Fan Radio. Episode number 157 of Raiders Fan Radio coming to you live right here from uh, the new and improved Murph's Fan Cave. So for those of you watching on the YouTubes, I'm sure you could tell that old Murph is in, uh, in, in glorious 4K, so I apologize in advance for that. Uh, but we've, uh, we've made a significant amount of upgrades around here in terms of our, uh, our equipment and a few little cosmetic upgrades, so hope you all dig it. And uh, we certainly want to continue to uh, improve each and every time we come on air and give you the best product uh, available because you, Raider Nation, deserve it because, you know, like, it's a fan thing. And so we love you, you're Raider fans, and we're Raider fans, and we want to get on here and talk about uh, our, our, our team and so uh, the, the better uh, tools we have, 
to do that, then uh, then we will continue to strive to do so. So uh, my name is Murph. So for those of you, we get new listeners all the time. So. Let me start off at the top here by saying, my name is Murph. I've been a lifelong Raider fan. I'm from the Bay Area of California, from San Jose, relocated now to Middle Tennessee, but still uh, carried my Raider fandom with me. And uh, with my Raider fandom, I choose to do a podcast because I love talking about the Oakland Raiders, now the Las Vegas Raiders. And uh, I love talking about it with Raider Nation. And uh, so that's why we started this show. And that's what we do each and every week here. We are not pretend analysts. We are not wannabe media people. We just love to talk about the Raiders and talk about Raider fandom. And we do that here at Murph. Fan every week, on an open fire. and I don't do it alone. I would not. Jack Frost nipping at your nose. It just wouldn't be the same without the one and only man. Merry Christmas. That adorns the Western Annex of the Murph's Fan Cave desk. Merry Christmas. Hey, Coach Davis, and that is the always jolly. Uncle Mosh. Welcome, Uncle Mosh! I'm so excited to be here for the Christmas show. I wore my Christmas shirt. Mosh. (laughs) Mosh. Well, first off, Mosh is now in glorious 4K as well. Looking good over there, Uncle Mosh. Look at that. Look at that. Looking mighty fine, Uncle Mosh. Now, uh, it's, uh, wait a minute. You said you were here for the Christmas show. Yeah. You're only about eight weeks late. Just a little late. Just a little late. You know, when you're built like Santa Claus... Every day is Christmas. Well, you know, we've missed you, Mosh. It's been a minute since you've been it's, here in a I fan think cave. It, I think it was uh, like uh, January 3rd or something. Last time I was here for 155. What was it? Was that uh, 15.5? No, it wasn't average? January. It was December. No, yeah, it, was it was January. I went back to check. Oh, you did? Yeah. You were and here in January? Was, yeah, I was because I was wearing my Raiders coat. Oh, yeah, the one that's I got for right. Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good yeah, call. but it feels like it was feels like last year. It feels like it feels was, like it's last. been a year. I you, know? you know what? There's nothing wrong with carrying a little festivity into February. I love that. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, you look good. That thing looks good on your mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to be back. Yeah, what welcome was, back, Swaggy. What was the uh, one fifty five? Was well, that oh, what? Wait, wait. Was that fifteen point five yards per catch? That I, Cliffy. Was that what it was? Absolutely. And let's, Last time I was here. Yes, sir. And let's give him the proper introduction since you brought him up. Let's talk to the man that adorns the southern annex or the western annex of the Murph Fan Cave desk, and that is our buddy, Swaggy J. Swaggalicious. The Swaggy We've got the triple threat well, finally triple threat, back. Man, I'm we telling are you. all back and all here three. in the same room, and I'm so excited about it. And you got a new camera. Look at you over there. Yeah, yeah, Ooh, I like it. Yeah, I'm at, I'm at 720p now. <laughs> Yeah, which is which is great, which is great. I love watching you guys in 4K, and you know, and and that's you know that's okay. Well, we have, uh, we have, so for all of you out there on a CRT monitor, Swaggy is looking awful fine. Oh yeah, 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 yeah for sure. You, yeah. Look, you look nice. You got your you got your proudly hated shirt on over yeah, there. You know? Yeah, yeah. Shout out Just Win Johnny. Shirt. Yeah, for sure. One Nation Fanwear dot com. Show us, show us, stand up. Yeah, that looks good, man. Yeah, Swaggo looking good over there, probably. Nah. Nice, <laughs> nice. nice. Always probably hated I love that. Yeah, man. All right, Got so it. let's let's uh real quick, but let's let's jump into the show. But before we do that, Swaggo, uh, who is our social media director. So my name is Murph. Yeah, I'm the he host, is. host of this little shindig around here, Raiders Fan Radio, and numerous other things on the on the Murph's Fan Cave Podcast Network. And then of course the Uncle Mosh is uh uh our co-host here, one of our co-hosts here on uh on Raiders Fan Radio, and then Swaggo. 
Orlando over there, and I do a show called Tales from the Nation, and Jeff is also our social media director and kind of yeah. runs our, our online world. So, uh, Jeff, tell us about uh, what's going on online in the chat room, and then uh, and what else we have going on around here. Yeah, right yeah, we right uh, we got everyone in here. We got Ron, the Materator, Atticus B. Rockin', Coach Davis, Pirate 1975, Kevin, the Raider Nerd, uh, Stoned Raider, uh, Jesse Rosales. We've got everyone in here, and everyone's having a good time. Awesome. Appreciate everybody joining on the yeah, YouTube. Yeah, and everyone's already talking about uh, uh, talking about AB wanting to come oh, back. jeez. We'll get to that in a minute. We definitely will hit that. Uh, before we do that, though, um, so you can find us on the YouTube each and every week. That's uh, YouTube.com slash Murph's Fan Cave. That's M-U-R-F-S. Fan Cave, check us out there. You could join in the chat, and the chat is the absolute best there is yes. in terms of Raider fan community. They know more about football than we do. They're funnier than we are, and it's an absolute great time in there. And uh, so definitely check out those guys in the chat. Also, if you listen to us uh, via audio podcast, please subscribe to us there. All you got to do is search for Murfs Fan Cave, M-U-R-F-S, Fan Cave, and you can find us on any podcast service. Uh, and also, while you're at if you're going to subscribe to us on audio, please subscribe on the YouTubes. Now, listen, we love our YouTube audience. We get like, literally now we're getting thousands of people watching us on the YouTube. Yeah. When you do that, hit the subscribe button, please. Yeah, like, why not? Like, just while you're there, you're watching our video. Just hit that damn button, just nerd. Just hit the dang button, nerd, please. For just press the damn button, nerd. It helps us with the momentum for the show, and that's all we ask. We're always going to do this thing for free. And in fact, we're always going to give back more than we ever uh, get from this Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. The only thing we ask is hit the subscribe button, uh, whether that be on an audio version or the video version. Help us keep the show momentum going. We really appreciate those of you that do. And also, we like to keep our momentum going on the social media world. Jeff, what do you got going on over there? Yeah, uh, what, you want me to hit contact info? What are we doing? Oh, we're going to do that later? Yeah, let's do that later. Oh, we'll do that later. I'll, oh, right now, I know what we want to do, speaking of social yeah, media. Yeah, but you do want to throw it back to me. I do want to throw it back to you, because why? Because it's episode 157. Oh, well, tell me What about does that mean? Well, that means that it's uh, it's the first episode since 156. <laughs> so this is this could be like 155-1A. Could be. Yeah, but it's Could not. Be. It's 157. No, it's 157. So what do we do for every episode then, Swaggy? Well, so since I am the social media director, I am also in charge of finding the significance of every episode to a certain moment in Raider history. I love that. Nice. Well, yeah, you do. Yeah, you I love do. that. And and today is episode 157. Yes. And we are going to take it back to the year 2017. Wayback oh, machine. So long ago. Yeah, so long ago. So long ago. Yeah. And you know what? It wasn't a great year. 17? No, it was not a great year. year. No, 16 was... It wasn't was... a good year. There was not a whole lot to be excited 17 about. 17 was a good year because I didn't get divorced in that year. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> that my, is one good thing. My daughter was born that yes, year. Yes, it was. So there was some highlights. There was some highlights, but not a whole lot of Raider highlights. No, none none at all. But the rough. one Raider highlight that I want to bring up... Come on. ...is everyone's favorite... Skittle eating, oh. sideline dancing, <laughs> just here so we won't get fined. Player in all of our hearts, number 24, Marshawn Lynch. Money Lynch. Yeah, his return home to Oakland. Oh. His swan song. Nice. He's, back, he's back in Oakland. He, uh, he had 207 rushes for 891 yards. He played in 15 games, and he had seven touchdowns. Oh, 15 nice. and 7. 157. That one was really hard. It took me about half an hour to find that. Yeah, you uh, nothing in 157, nothing ever happened 157 times in Raider history ever. Really? Ever. 
or 15.7s or nothing. Section 157. Yeah, or like, nothing. Yeah. That's, a whole lot yeah. of nothing. Whole and that's okay. Nothing. That's okay. Well, that's good okay. job, though, Swaggo. Way to yeah. that one. That's awesome. And so, good job. Um, all right. So, I did, though, um, earlier I was referring to something that was online. I, I did want to bring this up real quick before yeah. we get into the, to the, Go meat, for it. to the meat of the show. So, I said at the top, uh, so I'm a fr- original, Mosh and I are originally from the Bay Area. Swaggo is, is from Southern California, lived all over the place, and ultimately now we all three of us reside here in Middle Tennessee which is just outside, uh, just outside of Nashville. Uh, also, someone who lives in Middle Tennessee, just outside of Nashville, yeah. is a Raider linebacker. His name is Will Compton. Yes. Number 51 for the Raiders. Right, yes. Right, We're right. a big fan of his. Huge fans. 51 on the Raiders, number one in our hearts. There you go, right? <laughs> so not only are we big fans of what Will did on the field for the Raiders this year, he had 39 tackles in only nine games. Uh, I think he's, by game, like second leading tackler on the if team. If he would have played 16 games for the Raiders, he would have been, I think, the second uh, the second tackler on the defense, second leading to only behind Tier Whitehead. Yeah, right? yeah. So the guy, and he's for the boys, and he's for the boys, and that's what I wanted to bring up. So, so Will Compton, so he lives here in Nashville, and he does a podcast called Bussin' with the Boys. Yeah, him and, and left tackle for the Titans, Taylor Lewan, they do this podcast together. We have been lobbying online via email and and Twitter and anything else to try to get Will's attention because we want to get him on Raiders Fan Radio. We want to try to get him in the fan cave. Yeah. So here's what I'm we're asking you Raider Nation, hit Will up on social media. If you if you look on Twitter, he's at underscore Will Compton, W-I-L-L Compton. Let him know that you want to see him on Raiders Fan Radio or here in the Fan Cave live, and we want to join up with those guys. And, and if even if they don't come here in the Fan Cave, we want to meet him somewhere else or out around town. But their show, their podcast, and this is one of the big reasons that we want to meet up with them, they do a podcast that's actually on the Barstool Network now. They're, they're like a big, legit podcast. It's called Bussin' with the Boys. Their Twitter is... At B-U-S-S-I-N-W-T-B. So at underscore Will Compton, at underscore Bussin, W-T-B. Hit them up. Tell them you want to see Will get together with the Raiders fan radio crew somewhere in some way. Let's get on the bus. Let's get in the cave. Let's meet out and about. Heck, we'll meet them down on Broadway or something. But let's get a Raider here in uh, in Murph's Fan Cave and on Raiders Fan Radio. We've had a lot of Raiders on before, and we're thankful for all those guys. But none of those guys like literally live down the street. So, uh, so we're uh, we're calling in a favor, Raider Nation. Yeah, hit Will up on social media. And, and Ron, the Mater Raider, says. Do we want, really want to get him cut? <laughs> no, and, and you had the perfect answer because the jinx only works if they're if on, it's the on the phone. phone. Yep. If you're in the cave, you're safe with us. Oh, yep. You are safe nice. with us. Because nice. the cave is a safe space. It's a safe zone. It is a safe We're zone. all yeah. safe in the cave. We're all safe yeah. in the cave. This nice, you know, it's a, it's nice, a nice fiber out here. Yeah. Yeah. It's a nice, nice fiber. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, so hit Will Compton up on social media. Let him know that you wanna uh, you wanna see him on Raiders or hear him on Raiders Fan Radio, and appreciate yeah. you all doing that. So, uh, yeah, the Capo, yeah, Aaron Q Dog Raider, Q Dog Raider. You know yeah. our Capo. He's he's uh, he's he's on the ball. Capo's on the ball. He's yeah, on he the stick. You know, and yeah. he's he 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 helped you out a little bit, Swaggy. You know, you guys are tight. He loves you now. Yeah, we're boys. And he said, uh, hey, Swaggo, uh, the Raiders get screwed by the refs 150 times a season. Duh. Oh, <laughs> good stat. Oh, nice. Good stat. <laughs> nice. I like that. Good stuff. All right. So uh, here at the top of the show, we uh, 
We like to give a little bit of respect, you know? We don't yeah. do shout-outs. We don't do props. There's nothing wrong with those things. But hey, uh, we like to give out respect. So I want to give out respect to, uh, to two guys, two guys here at the top of the show. And uh, one of them is a, uh, a regular contributor. And one of them, actually, speaking of guests that have been here in the fan cave, is, uh, is a gentleman that's joined us here live. So first off, I want to give props and, uh, and respect to our buddy, Houston Raiders Steve. Uh, Houston Steve calls our show on the regular. Uh, He's just an an awesome contributor. Mostly whenever he calls with his knowledge, we're going to hear from Steve later on tonight. He's an absolute wealth of information around the team. And uh, so we always like to celebrate that when he contributes to the show. But also, Steve likes to contribute to other shows as well. And he contributed to one of our uh, one of our favorite nationally syndicated shows this week, and that is our friends at the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, so Rich Eisen and his crew were at the draft in Nashville this past year, and we had a chance to meet up with them live. Mosh and I uh, and Aaron, the Q-Dog Raider, we met Chris Brockman, and we met uh, Mike Del Tufo from the Rich Eisen Show and hung out with those guys for a little bit. Super, super cool. So um, we're just big fans of that show. And so Steve called the Rich Eisen Show this week, and he dropped some respect our way. So we want to return the favor here. The number to dial, uh, let's get uh, the phone. Steve in Houston here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's take your call, Steve. What's going on? Hey, Rich. Big uh, fan of the show and everything. A shout-out to Murph at uh, Raiders Fan Radio. They're big uh, listeners and have been for years. Thank you. I just want to tell you. Thank you very much. Oh, my, my my buddy Murph. He's not just consistent, he's a man of his word. Wow. Thank you, Rich Eisen. Appreciate that, buddy. Yeah, how cool is that? Houston Steve, Raiders, Steve. Coming hit, in clutch. Hit that his, was awesome. You know what's so cool? So I I my the TV over here over over Masha's shoulder, right? That TV stays on pretty much on the audience network, which is where Dan Patrick and Rich Eisen are on all the time. So Steve hit me up and he goes, Hey, I just gave you a shout out on a Rich Eisen show. So I didn't have the show on cause I wasn't up here at the time. Sure. But thankfully the DVR automatically records back whenever channel you leave it on. So I threw on, and so it was already on the rich on Rich's show. And I just rewound back and then found that clip. And I'm like, there it is. It's perfect. And said, said Steven Houston. And then it, there was the shout out. So, that was super cool, Steve. That's amazing. So thank you for thinking of us. Thank you for thinking of enough of us to, to shout us out there on the, uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. Much appreciated. Hey, what's up? It's Brockman from the Rich Eisen Show. And it's Del Tupo from the Rich Eisen Show. You're listening to Murph and Mosh. And Swaggy. <laughs> yeah, right? I'm Raiders Fan Radio. Radio. All right, one more uh, bit of respect that we want to give. So uh, I mentioned earlier this guy joined us live in the fan cave. He's actually a Steelers fan, but he's a good friend of ours in real life, and so we wanted to welcome him him in uh, to the fan cave during Steelers week, uh, not this past season, but the season before. And that's uh, our drummer friend, uh, David Northrup. We've known David for a long time. We met him through coaching. Uh, Mosh and I coached his youngest son uh, in baseball, and uh, we, we became uh, good friends with, with David and his family and, uh, and have been, been good friends since. Well, anyways, uh, David really released a brand new album this uh, past week, a solo project. Now, David's played from with everybody from 
Travis Tritt to Boz Skaggs to Oakridge, Oakridge Boys. Boys. He's toured with them all. Winona, yeah, he's like he's one of those guys that he's been yeah. out with a lot of really big time uh, national acts, and uh, and then now he's done his own thing and he, and he and he's released his own CD and it's awesome. So Dave's passion is jazz and like like fusion type stuff. Like it's really really cool. So uh, so he released this and I asked him. I'm like, you know, Dave, we do like outro music at the end of our show. Would you mind if we took one of your tracks and made that like our new outro music? And he said, absolutely not. Please do. So, uh, uh, so much respect to Dave. Congratulations on the new album. And in uh, return for uh, you allowing us to use one of your songs uh, as our new outro music, I want to I want to uh, let you know where you can find his CD. Uh, so you can go to davidnorthrup.com. It's D-A-V-I-D Northrup, N-O-R-T-H-R-U-P.com. And you can find it there. You can buy it there. Or you can go to iTunes tunes and you can download it there or if you want a physical copy of it you can go to a cd baby you can just google cd baby and, and it'll come up and look for david northrup uh but m- many m- uh, many many much much respect hey let me give you a david. little taste give us a little taste of the new outro mosh That's all you get, babe. Oh, <laughs> I like it. Just the first strum on the guitar I there. Like it. Good. The first one's free. The fr- <laughs> oh, nice. You want to hear the rest? You got to stay to the end of the That's show. That's right. Yeah, you do. Right. In about four hours. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I thought we were only going to do a 90 minute show. That's what we say every week. Uh, yeah. Every week. Every week. All right. So uh, let's, before we jump into the Raider talk, uh, which we're going to have plenty of uh, here on tap, Swago. Sweat. Mr. Social Media Director. Yeah. Hey, Social Media Director, I got a question for you. I I have a follow-up question afterwards. Have I tweeted lately? Uh, I don't know. You'll have, to ask, you'll have to ask the owner of your Twitter account. That's you, bro. No, it ain't me. That's me. I think, that yeah. ain't me. You retweet a whole bunch of stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so hey, so, so, so actually, Murph. Yes. I got a question for you. Okay. Would you rather eat a baby goat or a matter baby? Matter baby? Yeah. I don't know what a matter baby is. What's a matter baby? Nothing, sugar. What's the matter with you? Oh, <laughs> I can't believe you didn't go. Bro. Oh my gosh! Oh, I didn't I know. Be- oh, I heard that joke the other day and I, I died. Oh my gosh! Oh my good. gosh! I like it. That reminds me of the one where they go. Uh, uh, smells like up dog in here. Exactly. What's yeah. up dog? Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> dog. What's up with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or that's like um, uh, when when they uh, uh, when they brought in the henways. Huh? The henways. What henways? No. Murph, you can't do anything right. Hey, Jeff, remember when they brought in the henways? What's a henway? Oh, about four pounds. Oh, nice. Ah, jeez. Nice. Okay, so anyway. <laughs> hey. Will somebody, for the love of Pete, tell us about the goddamn social media? So this hey. is Dad Joke Central. <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> so, Raider Nation, do you like the Raiders? Do you like belly shakes? Do you like donuts? Do you like uh, do you like us as much as Uncle Mosh hates the Chiefs? Well, you should get Look made. Look away, Haley. Oh, nice. It's always so good for ratings. It's always so good for ratings. <laughs> I had to. I had a request. Fabricator Gill from IE. Oh, he loves it. He loves it. He loves it. He loves it. And hey, if you love it too, you should get made. You should call us 909-345-3346. Again, that's 909-345-3346. You can also email us at show at RaidersFanRadio.com. Or if you like to see what's going on with us, or if you want to see the latest swag Jeff selfie, 
you can go to all of our social media. You can go to Facebook.com slash Raiders Fan Radio Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Raiders Fan Radio or Instagram at Raiders Fan Radio. Or you can join us like you are right now on YouTube.com slash Murph's Fan Cave where you can join us in the chat. That's really... That's the best part about us. Yes. Is the chat room. It, you guys are hilarious. You got it. So uh, so you can follow us there. Anywhere you listen to your podcast, search for Raiders Fan Radio. and or, I'm sorry, search for Merce Fan Cave, and you will get Raiders Fan Radio. You will get Mojo's Pod Show, and you'll get Tales from the Nation. Yes. So that is where we are everywhere. Check us out wherever we are. Thank you very much. We love you. <sighs> Hit the that button, Mosh. Hit that damn button. Now that was, you know, that was very good, Swaggy. Thank you. You get, you get a lot of grief for reading. I do. <laughs> yeah. I do. But you I did just, a good but, job, Swaggy. But people don't know that you can look at something and memorize it in like three seconds. I can. Yeah, I can. Here is latest draft. There's a draft. Watch out for drafts. This is the NFL draft. Look, I'm into a draft. Let's go and pull in the draft. You're going to the draft? Draft looks solid. They drafted me. Apparently you were drafted. I drafted you. I got drafted. I love this. This is one of your better ones. It's my third draft. You only get drafted once. Let's talk about the draft. It's our draft. You drafted me in the first round. Excellent draft. You take that, we're going to Vegas, Mike. Vegas! Vegas. You think we get there by midnight? Money, we're going to be up 500 by midnight. Yeah! <laughs> Vegas! Vegas, baby! Vegas! I know, right? <laughs> That's right. We're going to Vegas. The NFL draft this year is in Vegas, and we will be there. I, we've got some more plans to finalize. I know for sure that I'll be there. Uh, the rest of the guys, we're still working a few things out, but I definitely look for the Raiders Fan Radio crew in some assemblance uh, down there for the the upcoming NFL draft. So before we get into some of the draft prospects uh, of this season, or this draft season, uh, at 12 and 19 is where the Raiders are drafting overall in the first round, I wanted to kind of hit in something, uh, and I forgot to cover this with you guys in the rundown, but something that came up this week. So there's been uh, a few players that were drafted this last year that quickly have become our favorites, right? Yeah. So there is the Condor, right, Max right, Crosby, right. Max, right? Max. We love Max, and uh, uh, but also Jonathan Abram. Although we've only seen the kid play 60 minutes, he's like, I swear, he might be my favorite Raider right now. Yes, like, he's amazing. He's, he's really yes. coming along quick. Okay, so uh, Jonathan Abram was on uh, Ian Rappaport's podcast and had some amazing comments. And I apologize, guys. I forgot to set you up for this in the, in the rundown. But I want to hit this real quick before we get into these prospects because I thought Jonathan Abrams' uh, response to, to a couple of Ian's questions were awesome because he really gets into Raider fandom here, and this is pretty cool. Check this out. So it's an interesting time to be an Oakland Raider because you are now officially no longer an Oakland Raider. You I'm a now- Las Vegas Raider. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, what do you think about the move? Uh, I actually love it. Actually, you a big Vegas guy? I mean, it's not Vegas. I mean, you know, we're upgrading. You know, that new stadium, new facility. Like, it's state of the art. You know, we went out there like a week ago to, you know, to announce that we're the Las Vegas yeah. Raiders. You know, we toured everything. Oh, you've seen it? Yes. It is unreal. It is unreal. Like, the practice facility is going to honestly be the best in the league. 
stadium, the Death Star, where dreams come to die. Hear that, Mosh? <laughs> it is. No, I, is, I, I, like, I intentionally ignore that. It's unreal. That is awesome. No state tax. That part I knew. <laughs> yeah, I heard that. No and state then, tax. like, the cost of living there is just so much better, you know. Yeah. It's way cheaper. Uh, you know, what you can buy for in Vegas is going to cost you probably, like, if you bought a $2 million house in Vegas, it'll cost you probably $20 million in, in California. So this is pretty good. Yeah. And the, and I guess the fan interest has been really good, too. I mean, yeah. not that's surprising. I mean, Ra you know, Raider, Raider fans are the best fans. Everybody hate them, but we love them. I would imagine, I'll tell you what I've been interested in, and obviously I've been to plenty of Raider games and whatever, you know, they never really, the Oakland fans never really turned on you guys. In the past, when teams have moved, the fans did. Your guys' fans seem to stick with you guys. because we're worldwide. The move coming, you know? Man. I mean, that's the, that's the beauty of Raider fans, you know. They support us through it all, you know. Come you on. Know, I met this one guy, he was like the hardest thing of my life. Is being a Raider fan, and I'm like, why? Why you say that? He was like, he was like, you know, throughout the years, you know, you know, we was really good, and then he was like, you know, and then you tank. He was like, you know, we had those the time where we, you know, we didn't make the playoffs. He was like, and he still stuck through it throughout the entire time. He was just like, being a Raider fan is probably the hardest part. He was like, cause then you, you know, they get us so excited. Like we started out six and four. He was like, yeah. you know, and then we just plummet. So he was like, that's probably the hardest thing of his like being a Raider fan. He was like, but he wouldn't do it no other way. Like I, I've seen yeah. guys with like. Whole back tatted, or no, <laughs> I seen a whole back tat Raider logo. I was like, this is crazy. All right, so a couple things there. So, first off, he refers to the new stadium as the Death Star. So, he's Amazing. automatically, I'm pretty sure he's my best that's friend now, cool, too. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And I love it. He says, and that's where dreams go to die. Like, <laughs> so money, right? Uh, and I love his excitement clearly behind being a Las Vegas Raider. Uh, but I love the, that he talks about the passion of the fans. He talks about, you know, seeing people with whole back tattoos. I was telling Swag, and I think I told you this too, Mosh, I was at Oscar's Taco Shop right around the corner from my house here uh, a couple weeks ago, and there was a dude with a full crown on the crown of his head, of his bald head, the Raiders shield tattooed up there. No man. way. Like, right it's here amazing. in our little town, man. So I'm, like, cool. I'm like, what the crap? Like, so just, it's amazing. Like, as you said there, Mosh, Raider fans all worldwide. But what do you, I want to ask you this. I want to hear from both you guys on this. Start with you, Mosh. What do you think about a guy that's only played 60 minutes of Raider football now being an ambassador for the team already? But, well, we said that from the get-go. The guy was all in from the get-go. You know, remember, it was early on when, when we said, you know, we were watching Hard Knocks. Hard Knocks, we're like, yeah. we're like, wow, you know, he's kind of, is he stepping over the line, kind of giving, giving D.C. a little bit of crap about how much money he makes? No, that's the Raider way. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Call him on it, you know? I yeah. mean, and he's just, he's just, everybody loves this guy, man. He's just, he's all in. He's 100%. I mean, when you play 60 minutes with a broken shoulder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, you're all in. Well, and it's funny, earlier on in that podcast, before the clips that I pulled there, he talks about how he not only dislocated it, but he tore the front of it, the back underneath his armpit. Like, he ripped his shoulder out popped the sucker back in and kept going and kept going. Like the guy is like, he's tough as nails. And the other thing that he talks about too, before that clip um, was that during his off time, he's been meeting with Mayock. They've been watching film together. He said, I'm dedicating 
that this time to come back next year so I'm not a rookie. He goes, I don't want to repeat my rookie year. I want to learn as much as I can so next year I've still taken the strides forward that I'm not trying to play rookie all over again. It's, right, I, right, right. His dedication is absolutely incredible. What What do you think, Swago? Well, so, so to piggyback on what Mosh was saying about hard knocks, we saw a lot from that. We saw a lot from that, and, and you know, and – for for a guy for the coaches to come to him and say, "Hey man, look, you got to quit hitting so hard. It's just practice." Right. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like uh-huh. he Amazing. had the fire from the get go. He's ready to hit someone in the mouth, and that's Raider football. That's Raider football. Absolutely. And he's and he's had the whole season. Yes, he didn't play, but he's got to talk to all the Raider legends, Raider greats. He just gets it. He gets what he Raider gets football's it. all about. Yeah. And you know, self up. For yeah, the you know what? And, yeah. and he may be the first person in NFL history. I think the man deserves to wear a C next year. You know what? That's not a bad call, dude. I'm with you on that. I, you know he's what? He's got captain written all over him, dude. Absolutely. Yeah. I think this guy can be the leader of our defense for a long, long time. I think so too, Jeff. That's a great call, man. I and I, you know, as a fan, like we should be proud that that's the guy that's a, that's the ambassador for our team right now. Like, yeah. I mean, is he? He, he speaks what we're all feeling as fans, and the dude brings it. Like, for all accounts, for at least what what we have to judge yeah, him on. On the field on the and field, off the field. And, and then he's absolutely bringing it. So, uh, uh, yes, Tampa, Bosch, what do you got? Tampa Raiders got a really good comment. He says he, he, he claimed himself as a first-year player, not a rookie. Yeah, oh, that's uh, right. There you go. Remember? There you go. That's right. That's right. Good point. That's right. He did say that on Hard Knocks. That's an excellent point. Um, all right, so, look, as, as excited as we were about – the 2019 draft, um, we've still got another amazing draft uh, on the horizon. So the Raiders have three third-round picks, and we've already see what, seen what Mike Mayock can do with a little bit of depth in the draft, and we're going to get to that in a minute. Um, but before that, we've got two first-round picks. Nothing in the second, but we have two first-round picks. We have picks at 12 and, uh, and 19. And so just, look, we're not draft analysts. We're not pretend nothing. We don't study film around here. I can't tell you about oily hips. Who knows how to bend best? Like where the freaking, what your footwork needs to be. Who's like all the different terms and all the different things. Look, I don't know about that. All I know is this, is that I can rely on what people like Mike Mayock are going to do. Our friend Rico said it best. Like, look, I don't know about all the finer details of the mechanics, but I know I can trust Mike Mayock. And I think that we can all do that. Like we know enough around here to be dangerous and to coach youth football, but like to to try to analyze these things at an NFL level, I think is is a little arrogant to try to do that. But I will say this: there are a handful of players that I think are good fits, and I think that's what we can do as fans is that we can look at our team, understand where we have the biggest, most glaring needs, and then see what players are available that might fill those roles. So I want to hit on, on a couple of players. Uh, you know, number 12 is interesting because we all feel like we need a playmaker. We all need a number one wideout for Derek Carr or whoever else is going to be our quarterback. Most likely it's going to be Derek. Um, but we're going to need a playmaker. We need somebody to be that number one wide receiver. We need someone to fill that role. And if the Raiders are lucky enough at number 12 to have Jerry Judy available or somebody like CeeDee Lamb, I think that's probably the direction where they're going to go. So, Jeff, tell us a little bit about wide receiver CeeDee Lamb uh, out of Oklahoma. Um, I think that that's probably a likely direction for the team to go. What do you think? Yeah, for sure. You know, he's he's a fast wide receiver. I mean, quick, got good hands, uh, coming out of Oklahoma. The guy's just a stud, man. He's a stud coming in. And yeah, I mean he's he's got he's got number one wide wide receiver all over it. 
And he's got big play potential, right? And that's yes. what I feel like we're missing. Like, we're missing that. And look, as, as, as inconsistent as Cooper was at times with his hands, he had the big play potential. He was yes. a home run waiting to happen. Yes. Yes. And I, I don't feel like we've had anybody, and I mean, maybe Josh Jacobs, but outside of that, we didn't yeah. have anybody that felt like they were going to be a home run hitter anytime they touched the ball. And that's what CeeDee Lamb could be for us. Right, exactly. And, and you know, and, and Jerry and, Judy as well. But we're in yes. this. Either one of those fall to 12, you snatch them. You snatch them. I mean, them. I mean you have to. But, but, you know, Murph, you and I talked about this today. And this offseason, I'm sorry, last offseason, we spent a lot of time and energy and a lot of time in the playbook um, as far as the Raiders coaching staff on making Antonio Brown the focal point of the offense. And with him not being that guy, with him leaving and putting Tyrell Williams in that spot, Ty Williams and A.B. are not the same wide receiver. So we need a big playmaking guy that can fit into this offense. And imagine imagine CeeDee Lamb... And then us going to picking up a guy like AJ Green in the offseason. Oh Lord! I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean seriously. <laughs> yeah. I mean, think about. I mean, and and this is obviously just a just a pipe dream, you know. I mean, but I mean, look at a guy like like Ceedee Lamb, and then having a guy like AJ Green, and then having Ty Williams as your third. You know, him and Renfro as your Ren- third and fourth. fourth you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I mean, that just powers up your offense, and that you know, I mean. I mean, geez, how can Derek Carr screw that up? No, you, well, you can't. <laughs> you know I, mean, I mean, I think even certain podcast hosts would. I mean, like, yeah, dude. I, uh, you know, it's 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 unreal the potential that the Raiders have, and I'm with you. You yeah. know, with, whether they went into the off season with Antonio Brown in mind or not, or whether it was Ty Williams intentionally, and then and then Antonio Brown came along afterwards. I don't know, but one way or the other, we need a big playmaker at wide receiver, and, and I think draft is the best way. While I love the idea of it of somebody like A.J. Green, I think best-case scenario is that they pull somebody early in the draft, and if either one of those guys, again, Lamb, for the purposes of this discussion, because I think Judy's already going to be gone. That's, yeah. why, that's why I put Lamb there, uh, but either one of those guys, if they're still around, then that's got to be the choice. All right, now it gets a little more interesting at 19. Um, Here's, here's where I'm thinking. You got the, and, and his name's escaped me off the top of my head. Chat room, hook me up here. The Ohio State cornerback, like it's a, a it's not a Koye, but it's like Okoye or whatever. Anyways, that guy is like all consensus, like number one corner. Mosh, they're talking about like this kid's going to be taken like higher than what Dion was. Like he's being coveted as like the best cover corner, like in the longest of times, um, this guy out of Ohio state. So, uh, I don't think he's going to be around. They're talking about him going like maybe third overall. So, um, uh, so he's out of Florida. No, the kid out of Ohio State. Kid out of Ohio oh, sorry, State. sorry. So, okay, yeah, that, okay, and okay. I and I. This is this is how much how how professional we are. I don't remember what his name is, <laughs> and I didn't write it down. But anyways, but that guy's gonna be gone. So next up, I think uh, there there's a chance that C.J. Henderson from Florida. Uh, oh, here it is. I know I had it. Jeffrey Okuda. Yes, yes, Jeffrey yes, Okuda. yes, yes, yes. From an Ohio State University. From an Ohio State University. Jeffrey Okuda is like that guy. Look, if that guy's around at twelve. Might even do that and then worry about wide receiver at 19. Yeah. Uh, but I think Okuda is going to be gone probably, like seriously, like top five pick. Like this kid's going to be amazing. Um, so after that, uh, there's a chance that C.J. Henderson from Florida could still be on the board, Jeff. Tell us a little bit about C.J. Henderson from Florida. Yeah, so he, uh, so he's, he's probably one of the best man coverages, uh, man coverage cornerbacks 
coming out of this draft. Uh, he uh, he's not a trash talker, but your normal man corner. But he's quiet. But he quietly handles his business at a high level. He allowed only twenty eight first downs on six hundred and thirty seven coverage snaps. That's pretty awesome. So that's man. pretty good. And this guy's playing the SEC too. So it's not like yeah. you know he's playing in Florida. So he's going up against guys like you know Joe Burrow and what you know what sure. I mean like he's not playing chumps when you're playing Alabama and you're playing the LSU and you're yeah, playing you know absolutely. what I'm saying so like absolutely I think that you know anytime that you look at those defensive players uh especially in the secondary in the SEC there's a reason that they're so good at the next level uh and that's because they're going against the best of the best uh when when the when they're lining up uh, still playing in college so uh anyways all right good stuff there so we'll have a lot more when it comes to the draft as we go on but just wanted to kind of hit a couple there but uh, Mosh, sir. So when it comes to the draft, like I, I just said right there, like how important it is, right, for us to you know do well these first round picks. Like it's the most high profile; it's a big deal. But also in the third round, we got three picks, right? And it's important for us to build depth. Like you draft your superstars early in the draft, and then you draft your depth players and the guys that actually build championships. Guys like Max Crosby, Max. You build that like in the latter rounds, right? Like that's where you do all that kind of stuff, right? So. I got some stats. I did some research. What kind of research? One's research with a lot of numbers. Oh. I got... Uh, Mosh. Is this like a... Uh, I got more fundamentals. Uh, more fundamentals? Fundamentals. Hello, boys and girls. Thanks for joining me here today as your old Uncle Mosh takes us to class. Most of you have heard the phrases Hail Mary, Shotgun, or Onside Kick. But have you ever wondered what the heck a Mike, Sam, or Will linebacker did? Do the phrases Run and Shoot, Bull Rush, and Nickel Dime packages make you want to go Pooch Punt the Wildcat? Well, you're in luck. My little nephew Murph has a new flea flicker of a segment called Murph Fundamentals, where I ask him a question and he tries to teach this old dog some new tricks. Mosh, today we're going to talk about draft efficiency. It's time to, it's just been time for us to really get into the weeds on draft efficiency. There's been a huge groundswell, uh, a calling, Mosh, for, from our listeners, from our supporters, from Raider Nation. Do we have to? They said, Murph, we need you to break down. Who called you the on efficiency? This? Just who, who? people, Jeff. People, you need to keep people. it short, though. But you look, can do it, but it's got to be a short there's segment. There's a lot of, of, of talk around do, do the Raiders and many other of the 31 NFL teams, do they overvalue first-round draft picks? Do they undervalue later-round picks? You know, really, I mean, despite all the advanced metrics being developed to assess ideal playing strategies, training methods, and other in-game and out-of-game dynamics, the toughest thing to assess this day across all sports is to determine which collegians will make the best professionals. Who will have the staying power? Who will be a consistent starter? Who will become a stud? Will you stifle yourself? Intuitively, we would expect first-round draft picks to become more likely to A, make and stay on NFL rosters, B, start at a higher percentage of games during their careers, and C, make the NFL's all-pro team. So, Mosh, I ask you this. Is there a correlation between draft position and starter status? What? What? What's what did he did Why don't you guys I, don't you guys want to hear this? Uh, don't, don't you, uh, 
I, th- I was trying to bring some hard hitting. Oh my here. gosh, that was brutal. I'm, what was all that? I'm, well, I was going to try to. I was. I brought some in depth analysis into the importance. I mean, of we got. We got. We got breaking news. Yeah. We got. We got breaking news yeah. about stuff that's going on in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Like what? Linda Ronstadt tend to rally well, or why something? Why you got to get on Linda? <laughs> I don't know what she popped into my head. <laughs> We're talking about one of the all-time greats, Eminem. Yeah. Who you met. Oh, yeah. Big, big, big. He's big, a big fan of our show. Yeah. Eminem yeah. was the first person. It's yeah. been re- reported that yeah. he's the first person, a celebrity, yeah. to, to contract the coronavirus. Oh, and no. you're wanting to bring up that whatever it was you said? Are you serious? It's it's He's a got statement. coronavirus. It's a statement. It just says I'm reading it right now. Okay. In a statement released by doctors, it's been revealed that his palms were sweaty, his knees were weak, weak arms his arms were, were heavy. heavy. He presented with vomit on his sweater already. Was it mom's spaghetti? Initial testing. It was his mom's <laughs> spaghetti. Oh my. I'm thinking to myself, what can we do to get us out of that crap you were just throwing at us? <laughs> can I at least somebody pick me up around here? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you now for something what? completely different. Okay, seriously, bring seriously. it home. Come on. bring it home. Come on. What, what, what are you getting at? All right, here's the bottom line, guys. Nearly 30% of all starters in the NFL as of 2014 were first-round picks when they were drafted into the league. Well, there you go. Nearly, no, there's more. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. Come on. 30% of the starters were taken in either the second or third round. 26% of the starters were taken in rounds four through seven. And undrafted (laughs) players accounted for 14% of most likely of the group to compromise starters, only behind the first and second round picks, which second round picks uh, accounted for 18%. So the bottom line is this. As valuable as first round picks are, (laughs) (laughs) there's also an equal amount of importance to draft well later well, yeah. The round. Hey. What what round was Max Crosby drafted in? That was was fourth, right? No. Was it fourth? Renfro was fourth. Was Max third? Nah, I don't think. Who is it? No, look at there you go. Do somebody do some hey, homework around here. So Raider born Rico goes. I just turned in, and Moss was talking about spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> All right, let's draft well, Raiders. Hey, you know what? Somebody hit a button. So here's the thing. Get me out of here. Where are we moving to? I don't know. Pick it. We're mo- no. Where are we oh, moving to? Oh my God! I think you've been in the you show. Are off. How much does a hen weigh? <laughs> we are moving to <laughs> Vegas. <laughs> We haven't done a show in like I know like eight Max years. was a fourth round pick. Renfro was a fifth. Yeah, yes. we were a couple. So hours. so we're moving to Vegas. Yeah, we're moving to Vegas. Where did we move to one time before? I got you right here, Los Angeles. Hey, this is Pete Koch, former Los Angeles Raider. Yeah, back in the old days, baby. And you're listening to Murph and Uncle Mosh, who happens to have the same hair as me. Check it out, Raiders fan radio. Come on, Pete. 
tell them about our hair, bruh. Every kiss begins. No, every Koch begins, begins with, with K. K. <laughs> if you missed our buddy Pete Koch on the K uh, commercials, he's the guy that that's plays Santa Claus when he br- he brings his wife. Oh, it's in great. The, it's, it's what a it's great, great commercial. It's great. We and love he's on Pete. iPhone commercials. Like, yeah, Pete's great. Look forward to meeting up, uh, or at least catching up with him before uh, training camp this week. Hey, so all kidding aside, yes, sir. Twenty twenty is going to be a good year. I think, is gonna I, be awesome, I think 2020 is going to be a great year. It's going to be a great year for, for the draft. It's going to be a great year for the new house, the Death Star. Yes. It's going to be a great year for Vegas. It's going to be a great year for us. Yes. But it's also going to be a great year for some free agents, right? Oh, my gosh, Mosh. So, look, let's let's run this thing down a little bit. So, we just talked a little bit about the draft. So, let's also talk about free agents. And, look, we could talk about free agents literally all night long. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so, to avoid doing that and and, uh, and boring everybody in the chat room, uh, which, and speaking of the chat room, appreciate everyone joining us there. Yeah. Uh, Kevin the Raider Nerd, Raider Born Rico, Raider Rich, Ron the Mater Raider. Thanks for holding down the fort in Air Force. Ron, Raiders 7528, Full Metal Mexican, DT the Sun, Logan Moore, Fabricator Gill, Pirate 1975. Who am I missing? Uh, appreciate everybody in Aaron. there. Aaron. Oh, Aaron the Q Dog Raiders in there. Absolutely. There, there he is. Appreciate everybody joining us uh, each and every week at youtube.com slash Murph's Fan Cave. Yeah, so um, we're just going to talk about one position. So let's talk about quarterbacks. It's the most prominent position in all of sports. Mm-hmm. And this is unique, guys. This is interesting because every year there's, you know, high profile free agents, but it seems like there's a couple skill position guys, maybe a, you know, a, a, an, an edge rusher. There's, you know, maybe a safety, whatever, like an Earl Thomas, whatever. There's always like a handful of players, but never, I don't think, at least in my recollection as an NFL fan, can I remember the last time we had this many high profile quarterbacks that are hitting the market. Now, this is what we have for potential unrestricted free agents. So we're not talking about the Cam Newtons of the world, uh, guys that are going to, you know, potentially retain an offer by their current team. We're talking about unrestricted free agents, guys that can literally go anywhere that they want to. Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Dak Prescott, Ryan Tannehill. I'm not going to say this guy's last no, name. No, please don't. We know who it, it is. It rhymes that guy with, with all the kids. It rhymes with jackass. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and he wears 17 for the, synonymous. for the truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, and he, he was an old San Diego guy. Uh, Jameis Winston, Teddy Bridgewater, Marcus Mariota, and Case Keenum. Now, why is this important for us to have this discussion as Raider fans? Okay. Everybody... I'm not going, we're not going to go down the DC path. We've been down that path enough. This is not an opportunity to hate on the guy. But I'll say this there, I think, is an opportunity for the Raiders to consider additional options, at least in terms of competition at a minimum. And I think that's fair to ask that and yes. to think about in those terms, right? So, all these quarterbacks on the market, let me ask you, Mosh, of all these guys that are down here on this list, how many of them would you be willing to say, okay, Derek Carr, you only count as five million bucks in dead money towards the cap. Maybe you could pick up a second round pick and as a trade for him, we're willing to trade Derek Carr to pick up a second round pick so we can trade ourselves back into the second round in the draft and roll with one of these guys as our starting quarterback in Vegas to kick off the franchise in the new city, probably draft his replacement or maybe not in this year's draft. Is there anyone on this list that you would look at and go, okay, Day one, I'm ready to pencil them in. It makes sense from a team perspective, not from anything else, but in terms of wins and losses, I would rather have that guy as a starter on my football team than Derek Carr. No. That's it? For me, there's none. None? 
Not on this list. And these are the guys. This is who's going to be up. And there. this is the list. No, this is the list. No, I don't want any of them. None of them. Nope. So nope. you're thinking you're like it's DC for me. Day one starter Vegas. Do we? Do you subscribe to the theory that we need to at least draft someone to don't, compete with Derek? Don't don't get me wrong. I like some of these guys. I mean, Drew Brees I, is like. I, I mean, I said to you and Sonny, I said if if Tom Brady comes to where's dons the silver and black. It gives me a chance to root for the guy and not hate him. Okay, yes. will I embrace him? No. Will I will I put him in the same category as as Lyle Alzado? That's A L Z. Okay. Anyway, sorry, Jeff. <laughs> what? Uh, how do you pronounce that? No, seriously, Ronnie Lott. There's there's Jerry others. Rice. Jerry yeah. Rice. Yeah. Will I embrace? Hey, you know he he's not he's not a lifetime Raider. He's a New England Patriot. Would I embrace him? Would I root for him? Absolutely. I don't care who dons the silver and black. I'm going to root for him. But would I, would I say that this is, this is the guy that I want to replace DC? No. no. For me, not on this list. When you're talking about... But, but, I, but, but I would... There are people who aren't on this list that I would embrace. Sure, but those guys aren't... But they're not available. They're not available. So let me ask you this. Okay, now, like... And I, I say this. This is not a fan. This is like just as an NFL fan... But, like, I am a big fan, though, of leadership. It's my area of study outside, sure, uh, sure, you absolutely. know, in, in real life. And when you look at a guy like Drew Brees, he's, like, the epitome of, like, you can't ask for a better football player. No, you can't. He's a great guy off the field. Yep, 100%. He's the best leader on the field. He's an absolute stud on the field. Like, there is – he's, he's going to walk out of New Orleans or wherever else into the Hall of Fame, like – could you get like I would rather out of all these guys like if, if you're gonna pick someone to replace Derek Carr like I'd rather be Drew Brees than anybody and no one's even talking about that everyone's talking about Tom Brady and all this other stuff but like Drew Brees is just as much of a free agent as I mean, Tom Brady I'll is. tell you what what if I had to if it was like you have to pick yeah but you didn't ask me that you said is oh. there one on here okay and I've said let no. me ask you let me then rephrase it that way if you had to pick somebody off of this list Ryan Tannehill. Without a doubt. Whoa, really? You know why? Please. Because I saw how he changed 40 miles up the road from us. Oh. I saw how he changed that team, the way they thought, the passion that they didn't have. Yeah. How behind this guy, all of a sudden, you have the passion. That guy has something, or at least he had it this year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good and that's, point. and, and that's, he's young. He's not an old guy he's like He's not an old yeah. guy. That's if I had to pick somebody, that's what I want. I don't, I, oh, it'd be great to see Tom Brady playing silver and black. It'd be great to see Breeze, any of these guys. But to see what, what somebody has proven, what they can do to come into an existing locker room when Marcus Mariota was who we, we put all of our eggs in that basket, and all of a sudden that basket gets chucked out, and Ryan Tannehill comes in, and that he was able to win that team over, win those coaches over, win the fans over, and to, to do what he did. If we're going to replace Derek Carr, if we're going to put somebody on the, uh, ahead of him like Marcus was, Marcus ended up helping the guy. Marcus was all about yeah. Marcus sang his praises. Yes. You know that. We've seen it. Yes. And, and that's the kind of mentality of a leader that we need if we are going to go down that road. That's the guy I you want. You know what's interesting, too, about bringing that up, Mosh? And it's funny. I hadn't thought about this at all, but there's a lot of synergy there because Tannehill in Tennessee has a great offensive line and a badass running game. 
what do the Raiders have? Exactly. A great offensive line and a badass running game. And not a true number one wide receiver. Bingo. Dude, that's not a that's not bad, Mosh. I didn't think about that one. Swag, what do you got? Off this uh, you, list. You know what? Uh, I'm going to stay with the Tennessee Titans. I'm going to go Marcus Mariota. Okay. And you know Why? what? You don't have to trade Carr to get him. Oh, good. You don't. That's good. That's good. You swag. don't have That's to trade good... Carr to get him. You go and get him because... You know, so right you, now, right now he's viewed as probably one of the number one backup quarterbacks in the league. Yes. And so you bring the guy in, and yeah, that gives Carr a little bit of friendly competition. And then, you know, and then if you do want to trade back into the second round, if you do want to trade Carr, then you go get a guy like Jordan Love out of Utah State or something like that in the second round or something like that. So you're so you could actually you could sign Mariota in the offseason. Yes. And draft your and draft your quarterback. And that's your quarterback room right there. Is Derek Carr, Marcus Mariota and whoever you And whoever, whoever you, you want. trade into the to the back into the second Back to into go the get. second go to go get. That's good stuff, That's dude. good, Jeff. That's you know? really good. Yeah, I think that's fair, guys, and I think that that's a but, but, that's a know, very non car hatery way to approach this cuz look cuz we're not car haters. We well, we don't always endorse everything he's ever done on the field. And I know there's a lot of talk now out there this off season about, you know, there's this new Twitter handle out there, this car lights thing. And it's like every like time Derek Carr's throwing a pass in the dirt. And it's like, look, there's a lot of glaring um, things out there, but there's still a lot of good in him too. And I don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. I don't want us to get this tainted view of what uh, Derek Carr is. But I also think that at a certain point, look, the stats are the stats. And when Derek Carr falls behind, follow me on this one, Raider nation. This is here's some here's some truth about Derek right here. As much as we may support him, Derek Carr is five and forty-five when he falls behind by ten or more points. Okay, let that sink in. Five and forty-five mm. when he falls behind by ten or more points. Just this year, that stupid ass team that plays in Kansas City rallied to win three. The great state of Kansas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> rallied to win. <laughs> Way to go, Trump. Uh, rallied to win three straight games. They trailed by 10 points. Okay? The Raiders have lost 29 of the past 30 games when trailing by 10. That one win came against the Browns in 2018. Okay? There's a big deal around what you do when you get down. And unfortunately, it is what it is. I hate that term, but Derek Carr hasn't performed well. So is it fair to as fans and as John Gruden, Mike Mayock, everybody else, to consider alternatives to Derek Carr. Yes, and I think that's a very fair, the scenario you just put together, Jeff, I think really is probably the sweet spot. You bring in a veteran guy to challenge him for a starting role, and then you draft the guy that's going to be going forward. Because here's the last thing, too, that I'll say about this. The formula for today's NFL, and I've been saying this for a long time now, and it proved it again this year. You hit on a quarterback in the draft. You take advantage of the rookie wage scale. You take advantage of the idea that you don't got to pay them a lot of money in the first four years of their contract. You can extend them a fifth year. You overpay for defense, and you win a championship. What did the Chiefs do? What did the Seahawks do? What did the Ravens do? What did the, it's, You can go down the list. There's a lot of teams that aren't named the New England Patriots that got really competitive real quick by drafting a guy, hitting on that quarterback early, and right look what the the Bills are doing now with Josh Allen. You hit on the quarterback, you overpay for defense. Like that's like a winning formula right now, and the Raiders absolutely could do that too. Okay, I said a lot, Mosh. What you got? I don't, I don't, I don't agree with Mariota because what you what you just said about the style of team that the Titans had 
right? That's what you were talking about with Tannehill, how he performed. Got a great running game, not really anybody to throw to. So why is that going to be better for Mariota with us? He just proved he couldn't play under that system with the Titans. I don't know. I, I think I think somebody in the in the in the the uh, somebody in the chat called him. Isn't Mariota just just car light? You know. Uh, so I, I don't see it. I, I think if you've already got one quarterback that's struggling with that, then why bring in a second that's struggling with well, that? Well, I, I think I, you know what I th- I think Carr's game and Mariota's game is just a little bit. different. I think so too. You yeah. know, I think you know he does offer that dual threat. Which is the hashtag, you know, the quote unquote new era QB. Right. Um, but, you know, Mariota has had like four offensive coordinators in five years. So. How many did Derek have? It was the same for me. I don't know. Yeah. It was the same. Yeah, it was the same. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So, you know, so I, th- I think. Their careers are very close to they, one another. They really are. But the difference to me, like, and here's, and look, and I'm not, this is not a case of Mariota over Carr. Don't take that. No, the, no, 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 no. That's not. not, this is no. not what we're trying, we're not trying to sell you on Marcus uh-huh. Mariota. But here's what, but I think the difference in their games is that the things that I think bother us, and when we boil it all down, and here's where we struggle with Derek, it's that give up. It's that not. He's got. We know he's got an ability to extend to play, but he extends it to throw it away. He extends it to throw it in the dirt. He extends it like there's not a. It doesn't seem like there's as much creativity. Where I think Mariota, well, he lacks the accuracy of Derek Carr, right? Like he's not as good of a passer. I don't mm-hmm. think is what Derek Carr is. But I don't think he's got the. He's got a a looser memory. Sure. Like he's not Jameis Winston. He's not just going to fling, fling 30 freaking <laughs> yeah. picks. And he's won, I, he's won more playoff games than Derek Carr. Well, oh, my gosh. There you go. Say that again. Yeah, no kidding. He's thrown a touchdown pass to himself against the Chiefs. <laughs> and he's beat the Chiefs in the playoffs. And he's beat the Chiefs in the playoffs. That's what I'm saying, man. You know, like, I mean, I just, the, look, guy, the, guy, the guy didn't have it this season. You know, he didn't. He didn't you know, it. Mariota did not play well this past year, and that's why he got benched, and that's why you saw a guy like Tannehill come in as the hero and take the Titans to the AFC Championship game. You know, but, you know, the guys, we've seen greatness. We've seen great, just like we've seen greatness with Derek Carr. We've seen how great he can be. Sure, and so, in, you know, in, 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 in 2016, seven of those comebacks Seven comebacks in out of the fourteen games that we won were seven comebacks. Oh that yeah, that was sixteen. Yeah. You know, uh, I I do like what Q Dog said. Uh, let me light the fuse, Cam Newton, because see that would have been my pick. Well, but, but he, he wasn't on the list. He was on the list because he's. He, a, I wrote I wrote him down too. I think you could you did, yeah. because he's a restri- he's a restricted free agent. But I right. think I think we could trade a third and get him. Yeah, but don't you think they're going to end up franchising him? Oh no. No, no, because they got Kyle Allen. Yeah, yeah that's true. You're right. You're right. And that's the thing is that they have the opportunity to match, and that's where he's not. And that's why Aaron. That's why we didn't have him on this list because he's not an unrestricted. He can't just kind of go wherever he wants. But I mean, that's. But certainly, that's another one. Like, absolutely, I think that he could fill that role. But I don't know. Like, do you have Cam Newton and Derek Carr in the same quarterback room? Like, I don't see that. Uh, like, that's that's two alphas going at it there. I don't. I don't see that. Yeah. Not that Marcus 70. is not an alpha, but I don't know. What? Pirate nineteen seventy five says. Cam is a diva. Well, you know what? Well, and, you know what? And you know like, what? And 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 sorry to cut you off, but go, you know, go. I think I think out of all those quarterbacks, and if you put Cam on that list, to me, Cam embodies Vegas. Yeah. Oh no! He's oh, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You he know, but Hall of Fame, Mister Hollywood, big shot love guy it, in, love a, it. in a place like Las Vegas. Well, and you know what's what I like about Cam and and this look, and I don't care for Cam and the way like a lot of the way he presents himself. Sure. I think it's a little silly. Sure. Uh, 
But in terms of like, but this is the, the sad thing about Cam is that that overshadows, unfortunately, what he does as a human. Like he's like community service sure, and outreach sure, and all. Sure. Like, like seriously, like there's not very many players that are comparable to what that guy does. Yes. And that's because he's, you know, Mr. Oikos and Superman and all that stuff. That stuff out, you know, shines a lot of what he does. He's like a super good dude, man. So I, I think that there's a lot of, there's a lot of opportunity there. Raider nation. It'll be interesting uh, to see where this thing uh, shakes out. All right, Mosh, let's get into the C fans mailbag. Right now, right now. Gotta do it now. Go, 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 go. You go now. Go, 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 go. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Fading, looking, looking, looking. He's under the gun. He's tied. He's thrown. It is. (laughs) So, shout him out, Mosh. Well, you know, everybody's there. Q-Dog's there. Foxy Scorpio's there, Full Metal Mexican Pirate 1975, Logan Moore, Ron the Mater Raider. So the conversation's going on a little bit. Q's got a little bit of a problem. Q on right. Capo. Before okay. we okay. hear from him, he's, he's trying to find out, is Raider-born Rico going to be in Vegas or not? I don't know. Well, there's a problem with that because Q's <laughs> saying, do I buy a ticket for my wife or not? Because if you're going, Rico, she's staying home. <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> So Rico said, "No, no, no. He's he's gonna be uh, he's gonna be stuck in the island of the draft, uh, smoking cigars and pouring liquors and whiskeys. Buy a ticket for your wife, Q. Oh, you know what? I'd almost rather I'd almost rather fly to go just do the draft with Rico. Let's instead of going to Vegas, let's go to the Canary <laughs> Islands and go hang I'm with in. Rico. Rico, Rico, we're all us, in, dude. Shoot us an address, bro. We're coming to your house. <laughs> oh man, that would be awesome." All right, uh, so here at Raiders Fan Radio, you can contact the show one of two ways to get featured on the Sea of Fans mailbag. You can call us. That is 909-345-3346, and we will be back here live uh, next week to uh, feature your voicemails, so please uh, get those coming this week. We've got just a few this week to get to, but we have a crap ton of emails to read. Yay! Uh, And you can email the show at show. What a concept. Show, S-H-O-W. <laughs> who come up, he came up with that title. What clever fella. Yeah. Uh, show at RaidersFanRadio.com. That's show at RaidersFanRadio.com. And uh, if we read your emails in indefinite, an indefinite, indefinite amount of time, or if you call the show and leave a message that gets played on the air three times, we refer to you as a made man or a made woman uh, here on the show. So, uh so please do that. Send us those emails, and we've got a bunch to get to tonight. We're going to kind of share the workload a little bit uh, between Mosh, Swago, and myself. So, gentlemen, if you don't mind, I'm going to go first. Okay, go ahead. Come on. I hold in my hand here an email from Raider Tory. Raider Tory says, Murph, Swag Jeff, and Uncle Mosh. Raider Tory here, just sitting down thinking about the Raiders and all these Tom Brady rumors. Would like to know each of your opinions on this matter. Go Raiders. 
F the Queefs, Raider Tory. <laughs> right, so I'm glad you took that email. I know, right? So uh, appreciate you, Raider Tory. So we uh, we we just had a big conversation about uh, quarterbacks, and so I'll just I'll just sum it up as this. And I think Mosh already hit the subject on Tom Brady. Um, you know, I'm not crazy about the idea of Tom Brady being our quarterback. I think that it's uh, the chances are frankly slim. I think they're slimmer than what uh, the media would care to report because that's a fun story. It's very clickable. It oh, creates yeah. a lot of conversation. Um, I don't think that the odds are high that he becomes uh, the Raiders quarterback, but although he wouldn't be my first choice and it will be frankly kind of difficult um, considering what our history has been with him as a, as a player, as an opposing player, if he's wearing silver and black, I'm in. And it, like Mosh said, you know, he named Lyle Alzado. You could talk about Bill Romanowski, Tom Rathman, Ronnie Lott. Yeah. There's been a lot of players, yeah, man. Albert it, Lewis, Harvey Williams. Yeah, like, you know what? I think it was Al Davis that said, just win, just baby. Just win, baby. Oh. So if he's a Raider, then, uh, then, then, then I'm going to root uh, right along for him. But no, I don't think he'd be any of our first choices. All right, Mosh, what you got over there? Uncle Mosh, Merv, Swipe Jeff, Indian Raider Nation. On the eve of probably my least favorite Super Bowl in memory, at least Belichick's team isn't in it, I'm taking time to weigh in on the Derek Carr controversy. I saw a video on the YouTube from Silver and Black Films Presents that just about sums up my thoughts on the matter. And the link is above. There's nothing. Crickets. Well, while I'm thinking... While I'm thinking about it, I've been giving consideration to who belongs on the Raiders' Mount Rushmore. We can all agree that it's a difficult task. For younger fans, it might be easier. But for longtime supporters of Silver and Black, it's much more challenging. I started out by picking the best of each position group, which quickly blew up to top three or four. I finally gave up. I will say Mr. (laughs) Davis is a no-brainer, though. I then came to the decision that Mark Davis also belongs. No, 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 no. Not for his unique hairstyle. And not even for that sweet ride he drives. I think he belongs because he has accomplished what no one else has. Amen. Mark Davis has managed to secure a state-of-the-art venue and headquarters training facility for the Raider Nation. It only remains to be seen what impact these, as well as tax-free Las Vegas, does for the Raiders' ability to attract top free agents. Yes. Raider Nation forever, Frank from NorCal. Nice job, nice. Frank. Pick up, Frank. Good stuff there, Frank. Appreciate that. Swaggy, swag, swaggish. Yeah, so hello, RFR family. This is Matthew Mengus from Fremont, California. First off, how the heck did Josh Jacobs not win Rookie of the Year? Amen. He leads all rookies in every offensive category last year. But no, let's give it to a quarterback who did nothing all year. Then you give defensive... Stop. Ro- Good evening, Raiders Fan Radio. This is Daniel Megas. Typing from Fremont, (laughs) California. I seen the NFL honors, and now I'm starting a riot. We're going to the voters' house and damaging property. How the hell did Josh Jacobs not win Rookie of the Year? Wait, these guys twins? Yes. He (laughs) lost to Kyle Murray, who numbers were only slightly better than the Bears' terrible QB. Also, Darren Waller deserved Comeback Player of the Year just for what he had to battle. And then... You uh, and then you give the rookie, the defensive rookie of the year, to Nick Bosa when he was outplayed by Max Crosby, and Mad Max didn't even play the whole year. The bias against the Raiders is complete horse beep, and it's been happening since I was a kid. The Super Bowl was entertaining this year, but the 49ers blew it. They got too cute with ten point lead and four minutes left to go in the fourth. I guess this means 
it's back to the closet for all the 49ers fans after they post a video <laughs> of a video of them burning their jerseys. Anyway, the draft is coming up, and nothing will make me happier than drafting C.D. Lamb, wide receiver from Oklahoma, with the 12th overall pick to send a message to everyone that Carr is our guy, and we're loading him up with speed, speed, and more speed. Now on to the draft. I'm very <laughs> proud to announce that my twin and I are going to Vegas to welcome the newest members of Raider Nation. So Murph, hit me up on Twitter because we would love to get a picture. Heck yeah. Here's to a kick-ass 2020 offseason. Yours truly, Matthew Mangus, uh, Fremont, California, 2019 Made Men, two-time Sizzler Award nominee. Mike Mayock says first-round wide receivers are overrated, and honestly, everyone hating on him. Lay off. He's got the big balls in the war room, so this isn't your wide receiver who knocks his socks off if he's going to wait to get one. Cough. <coughs> Hunter Renfro. Finally, last but not least, free agency. We need help on defense, so I would like to see the Raiders sign a middle linebacker because I don't like Vontez is coming back, even though I think he earned another year. On offense, we need a number one wide receiver so Terrell can ball out at number two because even though he can be a number one and how I think he got hurt, he came in as a number two and was pushing to number one, balled out of his body so much more. That was all one sentence. A.J. Green is a proven number one, but I don't see him leaving the Bengals. (laughs) Anyway, that's all for this twin. Time to drown myself in college homework. Twin out, yours truly, Daniel Mangus, the good-looking twin, oh! proud-made man, three-time Sizzler Award nominee. P.S. R.I.P. Kobe Bryant and all the lives lost in the helicopter crash. Amen. And my thoughts Amen. and prayers go Amen. out to all the families. Hold your loved ones close because you never know when their time on earth is up. Amen. Amen. Good job, gentlemen. Yeah. Great job. Hashtag twin power. Oh, that was fun. Hey, good job, the two of you. Oh, my gosh. That, that was, was fun. That was awesome, that was man. Appreciate the Mangus twins. And, uh, man, that's five Sizzlers between those guys. Oh, my gosh. Nominees, nominees. Sizzler nominees. Oh, Sizzler nominees. Yeah. Well, I think that's winning. I think that that's... Nominees, not wins. I don't sure? know if they won the Sizzler no, five times. No, 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 no. We would have to check with the Sizzler scorekeeper. Uh, okay, Paul. Paul, get back to us Let's on that. Let's get back to Who's us Who's up that. next? Okay, all right, next. So let, me, let, me, let me grab one. Go oh, ahead. You want to go again? No, no, you go. Okay, let me grab one here. All right, uh... You're going to have to help me with this, uh, Mr. English Miner. It says Murph Mosh et al. What does et al mean? And the rest. And the rest. Everybody okay. else. So that's you, Jeff. You're the rest. All right. Et al. Yeah. You're just you're, you're, you're in there with everybody. That's fine. You, how do you feel about that? That was a good one. That yeah. was a good English question for me. Thank you. That I knew was. That yeah, one. yeah. Yeah. No. Here's was, one for yeah. you. Yeah. Okay. What's the only sentence in the English language that's properly spoken but can't be written? Uh, spoken but can't be written. Correct. Oh, it's like oh, I know. Uh, 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 it'll be like um, there are two twos in. Wait, you're, you're, there are three twos in the English language. There are three twos in that. Nice, nice, Mosh. Thank you very much. Thank Here you. we go. That's cool. Go ahead, you're reading. Okay, Murph Mosh et al. Not Jeff. Dot 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 and Jeff. <laughs> Bringing it old school. Nope, just et al. That's everybody else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know you love it when people don't name you. I'm all about recognition. <laughs> As we move into the Las Vegas Raiders era, I want to address our quarterback chatter on the old social interwebs, both on Facebook and almost any other social media outlet. You can see article after article of the Raiders looking to trade Carr, looking into Brady, looking into drafting a young quarterback. 
I say Carr is our guy. Statistically, he has proven he can make things happen. What he is missing is a number one wide receiver. A.B. Clown was supposed to be that guy, but we all saw how that blew up in our faces. Uh, thankfully, it happened prior to the paycheck or game played. Give Carr a chance with a solid wide receiver in Vegas and then decide if he is not the guy to keep. You wouldn't want to race, car on, race a car on the 101 with a missing spark plug. Why would you evaluate your quarterback of the future with that crucial part missing? Also, if, <laughs> if sweet baby Jesus is listening, don't pick up Brady Rivers or any other drama-laced quarterback. We don't want them. We don't need them. Another big pink elephant in the room is our defense. Draft some solid defensive players. Give your offense a rest during games. Week after week, we see our opponents march down the field, barely slowing down. Fix that defense uh, in the secondary so we can force them to compress the field of play. Finally, I want to say thanks for a great podcast, and I look forward to another fun-filled season of the Silver and Black. Signed, Raider Rich from Tucson via San Jose. Good job, Rich. Appreciate you. Yeah. And, uh, man, so, uh, you know, listen, here's the thing about, about Carr is that I, I agree with you on the, uh, on, on the stats. He clearly, statistically, he's the best quarterback we've ever had. Wins wise, he wasn't. And when I when you listen, look at that number, five and forty five down by ten or more points. That's a pretty tough one, man. That's a tough stat to look at. I do want to address one little thing. Swag and I before the show today, we were having lunch and we were talking about the impact of Antonio Brown. And this, I think, lends to a lot of what Rich is trying to say here in this email, Mosh, is that with Antonio Brown, with the way that it went down, if if he doesn't lose his marbles if he stays sane and even a diva but just maintains himself enough to have a successful year in terms of on the field performance the Raiders are likely a playoff team he's worth how many scores he's worth how many of those scores are equal stats for Derek those equal how many more wins for the team we were in it all the way up until the very end so likely you win one or two more games and likely it's not the Patriots there that there, it's not the, uh, the the Titans that are rolling in to play the Patriots. It could very well have been the Raiders that could have done that. And God forbid, think about this. Like I know I'm talking crazy, and I'm talking like what ifs here. But if the Raiders retain the services of Antonio Brown, and he is worth one or two more wins this season, and we do go into New England and beat the Patriots and find redemption. If Derek Carr is the guy that beats Tom Brady and the Patriots in Foxborough, yes. guess what? We're talking extension right now. Yes. Like our like our, the purpose of our discussion earlier that Jeff and I had, and, and say this, Jeff, before you guys jump into your next set of emails, yeah. it literally changed the direction changed, of the yeah, entirety of this team. The entirety of the season. The entirety of the season. You know, they, they, uh, they put all – you know what? I mean – I hate to say it, but they put all their eggs in the AB basket. Yeah. In the offseason. Yeah. You know, they really did. Yeah. And, you know, and they they kind of they kind of made that offense around him. And Tyrell Williams is a great wide receiver, but he is not Antonio Brown. As far as few are. As, as, yeah, exactly. So few were. Well, there you go, that too. Well, yeah. First off, he ain't coming back. The stuff that came up yeah, today. Yeah, the stuff that came up and today. And this is what this is what fueled our discussion yes. is that he went out. Uh, on one of the circuits or on some podcast or something and said he's been talking to Gruden and like, look, this is Antonio Brown trying to reinsert himself into the discussion. Yeah. This is not the Raiders considering bringing him back. We've seen Antonio Brown go full on bat s crazy. Well, yeah. Well, this and, season. You know, well, and, because and, listen to that whole, if you listen to that whole 
thing on that podcast or radio show or whatever that was. He said, oh, yeah, I've been talking to Gruden. But then he was talking about the Patriots the rest of the time. And he didn't say, I love the game. I want to get back on the field. He said, oh, yeah, I looked at Belichick and said, I need that nine mil. Like, give me a freaking break, dude. Like, kick rocks, bro. Yeah, he's not coming back. He's he's not coming back. And and if he does, it won't be with the Raiders. And most importantly, though, that I think it's important to, to consider that all this stuff about Derek Carr and whatever, whatever, whatever. If he if that guy stays around, like this, the whole discussion could have taken a different path, but it hasn't. So let's not talk about the Raiders that aren't. We talk about the Raiders that are. Yes. What do you got, Mosh? Uh, I'm going over to Swaggy. He was going to get. Oh, okay. So did I step into the fifth dimension on Planet <laughs> F? My life. <laughs> <laughs> Planet F? My life. Yeah. Okay. Josh Jacobs is not Offensive Rookie of the Year. Right. Wrong. Max Crosby is not Defensive Rookie of the Year. Boo. Not one Raider in the Hall of Fame 2020 class. Oh, Cliff Branch, man. Hook him up. Tom Brady to the Raiders? ESPN's reporting on this. I thought everyone said the Niners had a defense. (laughs) No RFR? (laughs) No RFR and Mosh is missing for like four weeks. <laughs> and to, and to top and that email one, was four weeks ago. Yeah, it was. Uh, uh, it, they, they kept running this special at Duncan like every <laughs> Wednesday, man. It was great. Anyway, go ahead. And to top all this rotten ice crap Sunday with the Kool-Aid man and Kermit raising the Lombardi trophy. Oh, oh! What's next, Alden Smith, Defensive Player of the Year for the Broncos? <laughs> or what's next, Derek Carr raising Lombardi in a Charger uniform while Brady sits on our bench collecting $35 million with a broken hip? <laughs> Maybe I'll wake up in the morning. <laughs> That's a good email. Maybe I'll wake up in the morning with coronavirus. At least I'll be a made man. <laughs> Pirate, 1975, oh. two-time Sizzler Award winner. Nicely done, Pirate. <laughs> oh, that's money, dude. Oh, that's so money. That's pretty funny. Hey, uh, so, Mosh, you weren't here uh, the last time that we did Raiders Fan Radio, episode number 156, but we acknowledge that Pirate is a huge uh, contributor to the chat every, each and every week. Every week. Uh, at at youtube.com slash Cave. We see Pirate in the chat, and he's so funny. And that was like, I don't know how many emails because it's an indefinite amount, but we told him, you email us one more time, and you bring it, and you, my friend, will be a made man. And so sure enough, I'd like to congratulate newly crowned made man. Let's add him to the list. Pirate 1975. You are a made man. You showed you are part of the family by participation. By chance, a man like yourself should make enemies, then they would become my enemies. Showing you are a friend of Raiders Fan Radio, you have leapt across the line. Friendship is everything. Friendship is more than talent. It is more than the government. It's almost equal to family. Be loyal. Made man, Raider fan. Someday, and that day may never come, I'll call upon you to do a service for me. But until that day, accept this as a gift. And don't ever forget, words can hurt more, but 
silence can break hearts. Congratulations to our buddy, 19, Pirate1975. Great job oh. on the emails. That was pretty dang funny, Mosh. So funny. So funny. He kills me, man. He always <laughs> He's kills good, me. man. He's in there in the chat there, man. Congratulations yeah, to him. Good job. Pal. Absolutely. Good he says, job, knock Pirate. on wood, man. We've got you. We need to get a soundbite for that so it doesn't rattle our camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Yo, what's up, Mosh? Swaggy and the one and only Uncle Mosh. I got mentioned twice. You got, twice? You got you I got zero. You got you got et al. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I've ever gone over on this thing. No, you haven't. Well, now you now, have. Yeah, now, yeah. That's good. That builds, that builds right here. So who was that? That that, that uh, was my favorite. I love his name. It was it, uh, Tide because, because Tide Raider, but I always like to go, Ta-da, Raider! <laughs> well, it's unfortunate. That's the last time we'll hear from him on this oh. show. Oh. Oh. Okay, I'm, I'm, kidding. I'm kidding, Ty. Look, look, I'm kidding. It was just oh, a joke. No, my Ty's, gosh. We'll play again. We'll play again. Just, hey, come on, man. How you doing? How it's you more, doing there, guys? Fan cave. Uh, all right. Not at Al's fan cave around here. It's, my <laughs> it's me, <laughs> Tide Raider. I want to start by saying long live the GOAT. The Black Mamba Kobe. Oh man! Yes, all my all my teams used to play in the same parking lot. A's, Raiders, Warriors. We all know the impact that he had on not only basketball but on our lives. Period. I know we really just talk about football here, but this hits me a little different. As a dad to a beautiful little girl myself, you can relate to that sw uh, swaggy, who just turned four on the nineteenth. Made me think a lot. I was working at a lot of these. The past two years working graveyard on top of weekends, and I felt like I was never home. I took an opportunity in the beginning of January and ended up getting uh, Mondays through Fridays, 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. Anybody who has done security knows that this is the ideal situation. I've been turning down overtime on the weekends just so I can spend time with my wife and kids, and I couldn't be happier with the decision. The point that I'm making is this. I know we get caught up in providing for our families, which is a good thing, but we also need to make sure that we make the time for our family. And with that being said, the entire situation just made me, it made me more depressed about the upcoming Super Bowl. Yeah, I started working at a new place, but no one told me the place was filled with 40 Winers fans. I'm pretty sure I know more players on the team than half of them anyway. <laughs> and I say a Chiefs fan for the first time it, and I saw a Chiefs fan for the first time in my life at a store with a Kermit the Frog jersey. And he had his children dressed in condiments as well. <laughs> for crying out loud, who would do such a crude thing to a child? I'm not even sure if I will watch the game this year. It's the worst case scenario for a Raiders fan. If I had to pick, it would be the Winers, just to keep it in the Bay Area away from the Queefs. Explosion of air or gas from anyway. Oh, I don't even hate geez. the 49ers team. I hate the fans. <laughs> they seem to only watch when they are winning. But hey, truth. Maybe I'm just a salty Raiders fan. I can relate to that. Just hope the game <laughs> ends in a draw after Rico's serenading halftime performance. <laughs> All the players will be making sure their wives don't run off on them. You guys keep up the show. All love and respect from yours truly. Tied to radar. Nice. P.S. My neighbor stopped banging on the ceiling and asked me how to do the Uncle Mosh. Oh, <laughs> oh nice. nice. Nicely done. Nicely job. Good job, Tied to radar. And, you know, um, let, so let's just, let's just talk about it real quick. You know, I want to uh, express sentiment there. So, you know, it's, um, 
you know, we're sports fans. We're huge sports fans around here, more so than just the NFL. NFL is our favorite. Raiders yes. are our favorite. Um, but all three of us are huge sports fans. And you know, as a Bay Area sports fan, I'm I can't stand the Lakers. Like I'm I've always not liked the Lakers a lot. I don't care for them. Never have. They're on my list with the Dodgers as far as teams. I can't yep, stand the yep, most, yep. but when you lose somebody of the significance of like a Kobe Bryant, um, it transcends sports. And that's how, you know, yes. like that's really what you can see what defines someone's legacy. And, uh, and, and is, 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 and is tragic. And Jeff, and please pick it up there too, because Jeff and I were having this talk and, and this is why I want to throw it to him. Mosh is that I was telling him that like, for me growing up, it was in the NBA world, it was Jordan, right? Like he was sure. of my age group. And sure. I'm not sure who that guy was uh, for you growing up, but that, that larger than life, that, that guy that like defined. For me, it was Lou Alcindor. Lou, there you go. Okay. Yeah, so be, be, before he, before became he was Kareem, Kareem yeah. right? So there's, there's, that, there's that, that guy. And for Jeff, it was Kobe. And so, like, you know, for, and I was, so I was trying to like think of it in terms of like when Jordan was. 41 years old and it just post his heyday because sure like if we'd have lost him at that point like i like i can relate in t- thinking of those terms oh my so gosh i know like it's crazy so jeff tell tell a little bit about that yeah, about your reaction yeah, so, and as the parent of a yeah, young yeah, girl so right? yeah so you know jordan and kobe were kind of both in my time jordan was on the tail end of his career and kobe was kind of coming up and you know and you know i mean me as a kid and all that stuff, I grew up, you know, and I would, you know, be on my driveway playing with my neighbors and I'd yell Kobe every time I'd take a shot on, you know, at my yeah. basketball goal, you know? So yeah, so he was, he epitomized, he I mean, he was not only just a basketball, but a sports superstar, you know, but, but what shocked me, which, you know, I wasn't a Laker fan either. I wasn't a Laker fan either, but this one hit me. This one hit me like in a really hard way. Like, like I cried, you know, and I wasn't a Laker fan ever. Yeah. But, you know, the, the legacy that this man left is, is more than sports. It's more than sports because, you know, he's, he was a father to three or four daughters, you know, and me being a, me being a dad to my, to my little girl, you know, I mean, and and there's people on my Facebook and Instagram and stuff. They're not sports fans, but it this hit them. So you know, this guy is not only a sports legend, but just just a legend in general. I mean, this yeah. guy this guy hit the world. Yeah, his death affected everyone. This wasn't just you know the United States NBA whatever. Like this guy. I mean, it affected everybody. Absolutely. You know, yeah. and, you know, and so the whole, you know, hashtag girl dad, you know, I mean, that was, I mean, that's huge. Well, you know, what's you know? cool about it is that, is it, uh, you know, despite anything around, I think the legacy that he left to me was that, and I had this talk about, uh, about my Max is that if, if it left the legacy that, you know, cause you hear a lot of like, Oh, hug your loved ones or like tell someone like how much they mean to you or whatever. Yes. But like if that's, the thing that brings unity and joy and love between the people that are left behind. Like, like what a, like a cool thing. Like we all would want that. Right. Like it's so the fact that that notion came about, I think is an absolute testament to to who he was. And, you know, despite your fandom or anything else, like, uh, so anyway, so I appreciate, uh, tied a Raider, uh, bringing it up. And I know that, you know, also too, I I think we heard the disproportionate amount of it being Raider fans because so many people, that we uh, are around in our sphere were 
came up Los Angeles Raiders fans, so they are Lakers fans and Dodger fans sure. and all that. Like that's their fandom. They're not the Bay Area Raiders. They came up LA and so the Lakers come along with them. So we heard so much, uh, you know, sentiment ar- ar- around his passing. So, anyways, you know, rest in peace and much respect for him. And yes. we probably should have hit respect for him on the top of the show. Uh, so I apologize for missing on that. But Mosh, close us out on this. Well, I, I just I want to go on on record as saying, you know, anytime. A sports hero or any hero, whether it's whether it's what's one of our soldiers in Afghanistan or whether it's it's somebody stateside, whether it's it's a it's a, a we have we have people that transcend every walk of life listening to the show, and there's people pass all the time. Okay, but the 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 tragedy that's that's about this is that this was a family guy who was taking his kid to a basketball game. Yes. Who had another family with yeah. him. Yes. Yeah. That, that, that compounds us. This isn't, you know, I, uh, we've lost sports heroes before. You know, Thurman Munson, you know, back when I was a kid. We, we, we've, we've had people, but, but this tragedy, because he was such a dad. You yes. know, they, it could have been in a car. It could have been on a train. It could have been anywhere. This was a dad taking his little girl to a game with another family riding with them, then they lost their mom and dad. I mean, there's there's a whole bunch of stuff here, yeah. you know, yes. yeah. and that and that's what it. I think that's what it that that's what really hits home with everybody. It's not just the loss, and I'm not making light of that. That if Kobe had just died by himself in some weird freak accident, you know, but it's it's the it's the whole idea that it's it was a family yeah. loss, man. Yes, and that's what just. That just just kills people, man. It, yeah. I, it, and, and I don't mean I don't I mean that figuratively. No, I get it you. Just, yeah. It just tears folks it up. Tears you up. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. All right. I think is this the last one? Is this me? Yeah, I'm out. Oh, I got. Right. Oh, I got one more. Go you ahead. Do you, mind? you do yours, and I'll yeah, hit the Paul. way you can close out. Yeah, got to close out with Paul, of course. All right, here we go. Uh, hello, Murph, Mosh, Swag, Jeff, Made Men, and the rest of Raider Nation. I thought I would go Made Men old school style today and write an email. I don't always have the luxury of joining in the live chat on YouTube for Raiders Fan Radio, or uh, if I do, my time is limited due to my own heavy podcast schedule on our Fandom Podcast Network. I know who this is now. Uh, My reason for contacting you guys via email this time is regarding the article on Silver and Black today from Ethical Skeptic regarding the Raider fans, or excuse me, regarding the Raider bias on NFL officiating. I know Mojo's Raider Pod Show has covered the topic. Love your show, Mojo. But I've been waiting for Raider Fan Radio to uh, Raiders Fan Radio to cover this topic in detail. Please give this topic its due. As Raider fans, we know it's been this case for years, but I feel the research put into this article uh, not only uh, to have proven officiating a bias towards the Raiders, but it has the numbers to prove it. Math doesn't lie. This article proves that the judgment uh, that the judgment. This article proves that the judgment penalties like pass interference, roughing the passer, etc., cetera, uh, have not gone the Raiders' way over the past 30 years. Uh, many people will say that it's the actions of Al Davis against the league uh, back in the day that, that have contributed to this. There's also a podcast interview with the ethical skeptic himself on the Silver and Black Today, and I believe Mojo will have an interview with him as well. Um, it's not only a huge topic, but a very sore topic for Raider fans, and I'd like to hear what you have to say. As always, great show, guys. I love it. I love Tales from the Nation. Please allow us to buy those Tales from the Nation t-shirts. Take my money, please. Uh, P.S. 
Uh, please send me Raider reinforcements. My good friend Kyle, who's also the co-founder of our network, is a Chiefs fan. <laughs> well, we love you, Kyle. Not, ah, we love not, you. No. We hate your fandom. Uh, uh, among the many podcasts that we do on this network, I don't the NFL him. podcast called The End Zone. I have to hear this Chiefs crap show, and he didn't use the word crap. Propaganda all year long now. Ugh, help me out. Unfortunately, we'll not be able to make the NFL draft in April. I'll be in Australia getting married to my beautiful fiance, Aaron. Oh, congratulations. Nice. congratulations on that. Absolutely. Keep I hope the- he doesn't invite Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> keep up the great job, guys. Absolutely love what you do. I'll keep doing my best to drop in the live uh, YouTube chat. Love you, Raider Nation. Sign. Kevin the Raider nerd. There nice. we go. Good job, Kevin. Kevin. Congratulations, Kevin. bro. Absolutely. First and foremost, congratulations. Uh, not to Kyle, but uh, to you and your and your lovely fiance, Aaron. All right, real, real quick, because we're running out of time. I'll tell you what, we'll cover this more in depth uh, at an at another time, Kevin. We'll give it its due. I intentionally inv- avoided the subject because it had been covered so heavily on other podcast networks. So I'll just give you the my, my quick and dirty on this. That I think this this validated a lot of the feelings that we had already had as Raider fans. We already knew that there was an NFL officiating bias against our team. And this put it in black and white and this had the data to back it up. I'll say this just as a short, again, we'll get into it more later. I want to honor your request. So we'll give it its due uh, next, next week when we come back on Wednesday, but I'll say this, that's always been the case. And Mosh, you know, this better than anybody. What did the Raiders used to do during that during that uh, officiating bias? They would win through it. Mm-hmm. They would win despite of it. They didn't allow mm-hmm. it to be an excuse. They pushed through. They used it. it as a motivational tool. Absolutely. Yep. And so far, where do you think "just win, baby" comes from? Amen. Right. And that said. That's how I feel about it. So, but we'll get it. We'll, we'll honor your request, Kevin. We'll give it its due. Look, check back in with us next week. I know you will. Appreciate you emailing the show. Evening, guys. Welcome back. I've missed you not being around. I hope all is well. So preseason is with us once again, and thoughts are turning towards free agency and the draft with mock drafts galore and speculation rife. The one topic that won't go away surrounds the future of Derek Carr. I don't think I've ever known a more divisive topic within the Raider Nation. As Murph said a few weeks ago, the middle ground has vanished, and it's either for, for or against now. Some of the abuse that's being thrown around is quite something. My take on it all is that I believe D.C. will be our QB in Vegas for one more year at least, and we'll draft a young QB to nurture for the future. However, plans have a knack of changing, and should a player become available that's too good to turn down, Coach Gruden may want to change things, which leads me to this. Will Tom Brady join the Raiders? If he does, then D.C. will surely leave. There's no way we'll cough up two huge wages at the QB position when we still have other needs on the roster. Would I be happy with it? Not particularly. But hey, just win, baby. That would apply to that would apply so I'd get over it if we started winning. I did read an article recently suggesting I'm not gonna say his name, that guy in San Diego. It would be a possibility as well. Not that it's a totally different situation for me personally. There are plenty of players I have disliked over the years. P- <coughs> Pardon me. It's because I almost said Philip Rivers. <laughs> oh! Ah! No! Oh, mosh. What happened? I hit my thing. Did my, did my thing come unplugged? I don't know. Oh. Did, you, did, it, did it unplug? I don't know. Here we go. Play it again. No, I got nothing. 
Oh, I man. hear it barely. There it is. Ah, there it is. Yeah. Ah, there it is. There it is. Sorry, I messed that all up, man. <laughs> I was trying to hit the booze for saying Philip Rivers. Ah, oh, I did, I it, did again. it again. I jeez. There are plenty of players I've disliked over the years. The only thing I've hated with passion: John Elway, Terrell Davis, and Philip Rivers. It would be so hard for me to want Rivers to do well. I'd never turn my back on the Raiders because of it, but I'd struggle with the situation. Just win, baby. Would still apply, of course, and I know it makes me a hypocrite. But it'd be a really difficult test if we signed Philip Rivers. And don't forget, everybody, <laughs> if DC does move on, just watch him turn into Joe Montana because that's the way the Raiders ah, universe works. We'd had our annual Hall of Fame snub by the fools on the hill. Now we've had another snub for Josh Jacobs. Proof is proof. We're needed that if players want to be recognized by their peers, they need to play for somebody other than the Raiders. The hatred and bias is real, my friends. I'm still angry that Coach Flores and Cliff Branch were snubbed again. Amen. Especially for the likes of Bill Cower and Harold Carmichael. Ah, jeez. All we can do is keep hoping that at some point sanity will return. I think I'm right in saying Charles Woodson is eligible for Canton soon. <laughs> Don't hold your breath, folks. Anyway, Ooh. let's get ready for more exciting times around the corner with free agency and more Mayock magic on the horizon. Yes. Yeah. Plus the finishing touches being made to our new home. Love you, Raider Nation. His Lordship, Paul Egerton, Shropshire, Mississippi, Polly Award winner, 2019, Sizzler scorekeeper, proud made man, two-time winner of the Raiders Fan Radio Sizzler Award. Wow. Nice, nice job, Paul. Wow. Nice job. Man, boy, Paul's getting quite the resume going oh, on over yeah, there, he isn't is. he? He is just getting it. He's getting it, man. Good job, Paul. Appreciate the emails as always. All right, we're already over on time. Hey, guys, we're going to do a 90-minute show, remember? Yeah, we are. Hurry, hurry, oh, hurry. Yep. All right, here we go. Let's jump into the voicemails. First off, let's go to our capo. He is the leader of the Made Man crew. He is Aaron, the Q-Dog Raider. Aaron, the Q-Dog Raider. <laughs> Greetings, Don Burke, particularly Larry Marsh, the boss, Sonny, Sergeant Arms, the big Raider trucker. Aaron's got a cold, I think. Yeah, sounds yeah. like it. <laughs> yeah. Mojo for the pod show, Raider Ramon, Swag Nation. This is your capo. Congested as I be, I want to give the state of the Raiders a press. You know, this past season was supposed to be the payback tour 2019. Guess that didn't happen. Uh, but remember, the greatness of the Raiders is always in its future. Now, much of the blame for this uh, past season goes squarely on the defense or lack thereof. You know, all three levels of the defense need improvement. But this past season, even Bailey Cleland, he did a, a, a solid job shoring up the edge as the season wore on. However, Max Crosby, Crosby proved to be the golden uh, goose in the fourth-round selection. I mean, infusing uh, Biden to the Raiders' pass rush. I mean, you know, kudos to him. Even though he got snubbed for Defensive Rookie of the Year, former defensive line coach Branson Buckner vastly improved the D-line against the run primarily, but quadrupled our season sack totals. Enter Rod Marinelli. I think we're going to go ahead and take that next step. Um, you know, we look forward in free agency to upgrading, you know, all three phases of our defense, but, you know, nothing can be more piss poor and pitiful than it was with our defensive, uh, uh, coverage of tight ends, especially our linebacking core. Um, 
we got to address this. But you know what? We get the return of our true team leader, Jonathan Abram. As Bob Scott once said, can't wait. Now, the most polarizing aspect of this uh, past season has to be DC4. Now, for all of his talk of revering altogether gone too soon, Kobe Bryant and his mama mentality seldom was it on display. You know, his future with the silver and black is murky at best. I have no clairvoyance one way or another, you know, as to, you know, what the future holds for him. But how much of a sample size do we need to see that DC4 is not a playoff, nor is he a championship key, uh, QB? Oof. Other available free agent QBs coming on the open market have such pedigrees. Our wide receiver core consists of uh, a bunch of reaches at best. I mean, Keelan Doss has shown promise with our QBs, but only our backup QBs and not necessarily with DC4. Terrell Owens was a turf toe away from being a consistently productive back and had a, a lot of attributes of, dare I say, Amari Cooper with his drops. Uh, the rest of the wide receivers, they can be shown at the door. Fellow Q-Dog and little third down back, Jalen Richard, got extended. Everyone else backing up, Josh, Josh Jacobs, they can be shown at the door as well. <laughs> Through the free agency and the draft, we can go ahead and see if we can find some, uh, some, some viable backups and heavy hitters to fill that void. No more Lilliputians, midgets, or undersized backs. <laughs> we got to do better. Lilliputians. Hey, all-world athlete out of Kentucky, Lynn Bowden Jr., will be available in the third round of the I love that, Lilliputians. Specifically, he was moved from wide receiver and pressed into duty as a quarterback. Now, check this. In only seven games spotting the rest of the SEC, the premier football conference in college football, a whole month, he was able to lead the SEC in rushing from the quarterback position. I think we make a tailback out of him, and you know what? We go laughing all the way to the playoffs. Now, he single-handedly beat uh, Virginia Tech in the Belt Bowl, the most exciting bowl of this past uh, uh, bowl season. Now, our offensive line is good, but they're aging. Having suffered multiple injuries, missing too many games this past season, uh, we'll need to go ahead and get younger in both guard positions and somehow find an heir apparent to sit – all-world, all-everything center Rodney Hudson. Let me correct myself. Yes, sir. Now, let me go ahead and give you some hope. Okay. Moving forward, as a reminder, this will be year three under Chucky in Las Vegas where we embark on a whole new uh, lineage. Now, the Bills, remember, in 2017, they were 9-7. In 2018, they were 6-10. and 10, and Last year, they were 10-6. and 6. The 49ers, they were 6-10 and 10 in 2017. They were 4-12 and 12 in 2018. And 13 and 3 in 2019. And the Packers, they were 7 and 9 in 2017, 6 9 and 1 in 2018, and 13 and 3 last year. 2020, a new home. Rue. Wow. wow. I like the numbers in the end, man. Absolutely. You know, Aaron is always awesome with his calls, but I love that kind of knowledge that he brought there at the end and the comparisons of the year three rebuild. Right, like that's that was amazing insight from Aaron, and uh, uh, appreciate him as always uh, representing the made men and uh, made women here in Raiders Fan Radio. Appreciate you, Aaron, and I uh, hope you get over that cold or whatever it is you're battling over there, my yeah. friend. Yeah, absolutely. All right, next up uh, on the docket, we have our buddy Rev Raider in Jersey. What's going on, Murph, Uncle Mosh, Young Swago? This is Rev Raider calling from Jersey. Just wanted to weigh in on a couple of things, man. It just seems like. This is just a year of the snub for the Raiders. Amen. I mean, we get snubbed in the Hall of Fame, snubbed on Rookie of the Year, Offensive Rookie of the Year, Defensive Rookie of the Year. 
it was ridiculous, man. Like, wild to me, you know. And so I say this in true Rich Eisen fashion. In the words of Ricky Bobby, with all due respect, I didn't know that they had their um, emergency surgery to have their balls removed. I mean, it's just ridiculous, <laughs> man. <laughs> Kyler Murray gets Offensive Rookie of the Year. Really? Five and ten? Okay. But anyway, um, also, I've just been sitting here mulling over this uh, possible Tom Brady to the Raiders. Seems real nonsensical to me, you know. Uh, we've been talking about how Gruden wants a mobile quarterback all this time, and now we want to bring Tom Brady in, a quarterback that in a foot race he runs like he has lead boots on. <laughs> like, really? It just don't make no sense to me. Plus, his stats didn't seem so great this year, Amen. you know. And now it's funny how in past years when he didn't have the talent, oh, he raises the the, uh, the level of his team and stuff like that. But now that didn't happen this year, but now it's an excuse. But that's just my thoughts on that one. But whatever. Just doesn't make sense to me. Um, but, yeah, man, it's the off season. Eh, shout to, to Andy Reid. Not the mustard and um ketchup crew, you know. I'm happy for him. He's a coach that did deserve it. I was worried about it when he came to the Chiefs, man, that it was gonna happen, but whatever. But uh it's the off season now, so let's look at the draft, man. I definitely would love to see us get C D Lamb, you know, but we'll just see how all of it plays out. Looking forward to sitting down and watching the combine, binging on that. I love the show always as usual, man. Y'all have a good one. Peace. Awesome stuff, Rev Raider. You know, I'm glad now after tonight's show that we picked CD Lamb as our guy at 12 because it seems like that's kind of coming up more and more that yeah. you know Jerry Judy's yeah. going to be gone yeah. by the time yeah. uh, we get to 12 and that CD Lamb might be on the guy on the board. And one other thing I want to touch on there, and I appreciate the call, Rev, as always, is that he mentioned about Max Crosby. Max, about uh, uh, you know getting snubbed for, for defensive rookie of the year. James Jones on NFL Network, former yeah. Packer, former Raider. Did you see this, Jeff? Yes. And, I, and we don't have time to play it tonight, but, uh, Mosh, the gist of it is that James Jones is on NFL Network, week of the Super Bowl. Everybody's talking about Nick Bosa, Nick Bosa, Nick Bosa, and he goes, wait a minute. He's like, Max Crosby not only has the stats, not only has he outperformed Nick Bosa on paper, but Nick Bosa has the luxury of this badass defensive line, the secondary that can cover who's playing next to Max Crosby. Maybe Maurice Hurst. Like, who's out there sucking up double right, teams? Right, right, right. Maybe P.J. Hall. Right. And Max Crosby balled out, and, and stat-wise, more so than Nick Bosa. Right. And he doesn't have near the talent around him. I thought that was a great point. And kudos to James Jones and uh, and for what he had to say about about Max Crosby. And And you know what's funny is that he broke it down like this. And I trust his opinion more than somebody on Twitter when he said, if you look at the film, if you know film, if you study film, when you watch Max Crosby on film, he outperforms Nick Bosa. Like, yes. There you go. That's all I needed to know. So absolutely. Uh, Who's up next? Who appreciate the call? Uh, Rev Raider. Houston Raider Steve. Murph Marsh, uh, Swag Jeff, Made Men, Made Women, all the great Raider uh, fan radio fans. Hey, this is Houston Raider Steve. Can you remember the first uh, NFL game that you ever went to? My yes. game, first NFL game was 1972. It was the New York Jets and Broadway Joe Namath against the Houston Oilers in the Astrodome. And uh, 
they had all these Jets fans obviously wearing the colors and everything. It was like he was a rock star. The lines were lo- lined up outside the Jets locker room <laughs> for a very long way just to meet Broadway Joe and the uh, Jets players. And uh, anyway, so we paid $3 a seat uh, for my mom, dad, and I to sit on the old wooden bleachers down in the north end zone where they would bring in the trucks. It was the where the trucks would go and the bands would go down and do the pregame uh, practices. Uh, you know, anyway, and it was a dollar to park your car. When the parking was eventually raised to five dollars, everybody said, that's, that's horrible. I'm never going to pay that. That's, that's highway robbery. But of course they paid it. But those wooden bleachers in the north end zone, man, right on the field, man, they had this guy, he used to raise his, uh, big wrench and he was the, uh, Derek guy. Anyway, it was the only game that the Oilers won that year. They had Elvin McVay, who's now a Hall of Famer, Dan Pastorini from, Santa Clara, of course, and uh, going against Broadway Joe and everything. And, and uh, what's his name? Elvin Buffet had a hell of a game, man. He was all over the place making plays. And I said, man, this is awesome. This is my first NFL game, something I'll always remember. What was your first NFL game? And how much do you remember paying? And uh, I've been a fan ever since, 50-something years later. Anyway, great show. God bless. Bye. Go Raiders. We're back, baby. By the way, it was a crock of crap that Jacobs didn't get the uh, rookie of the year. Of course, being Raider fans, we're used to getting screwed by the NFL. It's almost a given. We need to get a Flores, Plunkett, and uh, Lester Hayes in the Hall of Fame, especially the first, you know, all of them. Bye. <laughs> awesome job, Houston Raiders, Steve. Appreciate the call. And so he asked the question, what was our first game? So uh, let's start off with you, Swaggy J. What was your first NFL game? Uh, December 9th, 1999. And you know what? What's that? It was a Raider game. Heck yeah, it was. It was a Raider game. <laughs> it was a Raider game. It was Thursday night football, uh, Titans Raiders. We were there. We were there, Mike. You guys were there. We sure it was and I was the end game. It sure and I was. was and I was in my dad's uh, radio station suite. Oh, we were in the cheap seats, third deck, and broke up a fight. Broke up a fight on the way down. Yeah, yeah, and it was. I I was eleven years old. Wow. And I was a Titans fan. Uh, but yeah, uh, Javon Curse had a couple of sacks on Rich Gannon. Eddie George oh, ran for 199 man. yards and two touchdowns, and that was and that was I was in the honeymoon phase with my ex girlfriend. I was in the honeymoon <laughs> phase. Oh, we were all in. We were all lovey dovey with each other. But really, you were looking. You had eyes for another. You had eyes for another, didn't you? Yeah, my and she true, was wearing silver and my, black. My true love was right uh-huh. under my nose. She was like the ugly girl in class, but when she took off her glasses, I realized how beautiful she was. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah. She hey, let what that was the, hair down. Yeah. What was, the, what was the final score of that game? Uh, it was 21-14 Titans. Do you remember, Mosh, that uh, I believe it was Napoleon Kaufman? If I'm not mistaken, somebody correct me if I'm wrong, he was returning either kicks or punts. And remember, he returned a kick for a touchdown to tie the game, and they called it back. Yeah, they did. Do you remember that? Yeah, and we, we were, were like, pissed. no! Oh, my gosh. That was rough, man. But that was that was the like the precipice of the resurgence, right? Yeah. 99. That's Gruden. That's like, yep, we were coming back, man. Yep. Like, yep. that was bright days for both of those teams uh, on the horizon because both that's when both the Raiders and the Titans got good at the same time. Yes. And that was a lot of fun, man. There was a, you know, a disconnected rivalry between those two sure. teams uh, over the next handful of years. Great yeah. stuff, Swaggo. That's a great first game. Mosh, what about yours? So I, I was thinking back, man, and I remember that my. Uh, I was trying to think of my first game, and it was I was it was seventy two, seventy three, because I remember I was still on my bicycle, and uh, 
and and I went with uh, I went with uh, your grandma's husband, and <laughs> he was uh, and it was fun and and I was thinking oh man that was so much fun I remember it and 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 then I was and I was saying to myself wait a minute that wasn't that wasn't the that wasn't my first game. That was the East West Shrine Bowl at Stanford Stadium. <laughs> that was a college that game. Was a college game. So, and then I had to go back and I had to like really crank the memory there, you know. And it was it was a 49er game okay. that same year. Okay, it was like 72, 73, and we had just moved into the 49ers to Candlestick Park. Okay, and John Brody was playing. Oh, nice. Yeah, and number I remember twelve. Yeah, number yeah. twelve, and I and and, I, and it was really cool. It, it was. You know, I think you could get tickets for like six bucks or something. Right, right. You know, right. and it was and it was cool to go to Candlestick because that was when when uh, football football teams and baseball teams were just starting to play in the same stadium. Yeah. So that was huge, and that right, was that right, was right. kind of the reason to go. But oh, that's, so Candlestick, that's what it was. Yeah, it was yeah, Candlestick, yeah. and it was uh, the weather was really good. It was like Septemberist, and I think we were playing the Rams. Wow! Yeah, nice, and, nice. and it was like uh, I remember. I it, there was two players. It would on have the been Rams. like Roman Gabriel, Roman or something. Gabriel, and Jack Snow. Jack Snow was the tight end. Roman no Gabriel was was the quarterback. Oh, right on! Yeah, man. and, and it was, so those were my two favorite players on the Rams. You know? Oh, nice! So it was cool. Nice. It was a really cool. How game. old were you for that? Uh, I was about thirteen. About thirteen? No, okay. Yeah, something like that. 12, 13, okay. 14, something like that. Nice guys, yeah. right on. Good stuff. So mine was, um, it was unfortunately also a Niner game. Uh, so, you know, growing up in the Bay Area, uh, the Raiders left in what, 81, I guess, to, to, to go to Los Angeles. So I was born in 73. So for the majority of my, uh, you know, uh, mid-adult, or not mid-adult, mid-kid years, childhood and early adulthood, uh, the Raiders were gone. Um, they weren't there. So uh, we had the 49ers were the local team. And during that time also, the Niners were the best freaking football team on the planet right, right, right. for the longest time. So uh, there wasn't a lot of opportunity for us to go to football games because it was so expensive. Like I remember distinctly the Niners had like a 10-year waiting list for season tickets. So my parents, uh, my mom and my stepdad anyways, uh, owned a local business and one of the distributors for their business offered us tickets. And it was the last game of the 1993 season, uh, and it was a Niners-Eagles game. And check this out, guys. So I, so here, here I am. I'm, so I'm. So this is 1990. I'm not yet. So I'm 20. I guess. Yeah, 20 ish. 20 years old. All right. So here's what I did. So this is Niners-Eagles. This is a Monday Night Football game. Niners-Eagles, and I wore this. This is my starter jacket for those of you that are not watching on or uh, watching for those of you that are on the audio version. This is my starter jacket. I wore this starter jacket and I sat in the end zone of the of the Niners uh, there and I rooted for the Eagles a lot. And the Eagles, so back then, so this is like, they had like James Lofton, they had like Refrigerator Perry, like there was like a ton of like, there was a lot of stars in this game, of course, including any of the Niners from those, those early days in, in the 90s. And, uh, and so the Eagles won. So the Eagles won this game, and it was funny because there was, uh, the Niners had a chance to like, to win the game, and they missed a kick. And then the Eagles had a chance to tie it, and and they and they and they and they 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 made the kick. And then the Niners had a chance to to win it again, and they missed the kick. And it was like it kept going back and forth. And then it finally came down into overtime, and the Eagles had a chance to win it in overtime. And Merton Hanks for the Niners ran into the kicker, committed a penalty. The Eagles got to kick it again a second time, and made it that time, and won the freaking game. And here's what it sounded like. 
This will be a 38-yard attempt for Roger Ruzek. John Hudson snaps it. Jeff Fiegels holds it. And this will be the final play of the 93 regular season. You bet. <laughs> Barring, <laughs> barring, barring a penalty, it's okay. <laughs> so here we go as the regular season ends here. Team time at 34 at the end of overtime. So that goes on from there. I won't play the whole thing there, but it was pretty funny. So Merton Hanks runs into him, and uh, and the Eagles go on to win. And I'm going nuts, dude. And like people are throwing peanuts at me and beers, and like and I got my hoodie. I'm like this with my hoodie. Like I mean, I got stuff raining down on me, and I'm just repping the Raiders and rocking the Raiders, uh, the absolutely the whole way. And I'll tell you what was fun about that because the '93 Oakland Raiders, of course, coached by Art Shell, uh, managed by Al Davis. We finished ten and six that year. We finished second uh, in the division of course to the stupid Chiefs but we beat the crap out of the Broncos that year uh, in the playoffs and then and then unfortunately uh, lost in the divisional round against the Bills who went on to play the Cowboys that year in the Super Bowl but the 93 uh, season man was a lot of fun as a Raider fan and uh, so yeah that's when I went to my first ever football nice. game all right so Gentlemen, we award a Sizzler, which is our award for the best email or phone call uh, throughout the course of the week and so Uncle Mosh tonight what do we got? Sizzler, 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 and you got to hit my button. You got me muted there, big boy. Oh, let me do it again. Please okay. do it. All right. Sizzler. 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 All right. So we had some good. We had some good calls. Capo came in with a great recap, even though he was a little under the weather. But he says some over-the-counter cough medicine and some nice bourbon. Hey. Got him go. back hey. in the saddle again. He gave us some some great ended his call with some great stuff about about some teams that have really stepped up over the last three years. We love that. Rev told us, "Hey, Raiders got snubbed in the Hall of Fame. So what's new, right?" But I loved yeah. his Raider. <laughs> Rev had a great line about Ray, Brady running in lead boots. And then <laughs> Houston Steve, thank you Steve for the shout out on Rich Eisen once again. Oh, but he so asked cool. us all to recap our first game, and that was a lot of fun to do that. But tonight's Sizzler Award, ah, this is crazy, y'all. Tonight's Sizzler Award goes to the first time I think we've ever had a made man Ooh. and a Sizzler in the same call, oh. and it wasn't a call. And had it not been for this line, Derek Carr raising a Lombardi trophy in a Chargers uniform while Brady sits on our bench collecting $35 million with a broken hip. <laughs> this That's week's Sizzler. Awesome. Sizzler goes to Pirate 1975, his third Sizzler award, and new made man. Sizzler. Congratulations. Sizzler. 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 Awesome job, Power 1975. Awesome. Welcome to the crew, and great job on your Sizzler award. We are Metallica, and we are here for your Oakland Raiders! You know why we are here? 
From The Walking Dead to errant Jedi Knights, Raiders fans are a rogues gallery. Mosh, so they call it an EGOT when you win an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony. What is it when you win a Sizzler and a Made Man in the same? It's a sm. No, it's just some really cool crap. <laughs> He's a smade man. Smade. Congratulations, Pirate 1975. Appreciate all of you joining us tonight here on Raiders Fan Radio. Uh, you can join us anytime. Hey, listen to the sweet grooves of David nice. North up there. Nice. Uh, you can join us anytime here at Murph's Fan Cave, especially on the YouTubes. That's youtube.com slash Murph's Fan Cave. Uh, check us out on the YouTubes and join into the chats, the best chat room in Raider Nation. You can jump in there with Uncle Mosh, Full Metal Mexican, Aaron the Q-Dog Raider, Running Bear, Fabricator Gill from the Inland Empire, Raiderborn Rico, Logan Moore, uh, Kevin the Raider Nerd is in there, Jesse Rosales, Pete M, Running Bear. Appreciate all of you joining us each and every night. Check us out. We'll be back next week for another episode of Raiders Fan Radio. That is right. If you want to get a hold of us, call 909-345-3346. Email us at show at RaidersFanRadio.com. Find us on all social media platforms, Facebook.com slash Raiders Fan Radio Podcast, Twitter and Instagram, both at Raiders Fan Radio, YouTube.com slash Murph's Fan Cave, and wherever you listen to your podcast. Thank you so much for all the love. We love you guys so much. Thanks for tuning in. Uncle Mosh, take us home. Home. I'm going to cut this a little bit short so we can rock out to a little All bit right. David Northrup. Yeah. But anyway, thanks for listening tonight, everybody. You got your old Uncle Mosh here, and I'm listening to Raiders Fan Radio with Swaggy J and Murph, where we take a lighter side journey into the dark side. Remember, what happens in Vegas started in Oakland. <laughs> It's always so good for ratings. It's always so good for ratings. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home an auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, 
Our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com. Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com.